your shows, your entertainment, and your network. This is Rant Media. Recently reinstated. Remember, he has been kept away from Ric Flair for the last five or six weeks, with the exception of last evening, and you only touched on it. However, tonight... In just a minute and a half or so, Macho Man Randy Savage, you and the Nature Boy straight ahead, what's your game plan? Usually my plan is no plan. This time, tonight, don't blink, because I'm going to take my time. I'm going to be calculated. He is preoccupied with the women around Man, is he ever. And he doesn't understand that he's in a lot of trouble because I won't go away. Mean Gene Okerlund, I'm not all there. I admit that. But you know what? I'm staying in the WCW forever and forever and forever because there's no man that can put me down, nature boy. I am the macho man. Do you understand that? In just a little while, I'm going to be walking down that aisle. In fact, I can't wait. I'm I, going now. I have a question for you before you leave, macho What's man. Your question? Did you seek any kind of treatment, any kind of psychological help, behavioral help? Yes, I did. I saw a woman psychiatrist. And she said I was OCD, one cool dude. And she understands the way I think right now. And everything's cool, everything's copacetic, everybody's happy. And I'm happy too, because I'm happy about what I'm going to do right now. Check it out. I'm going to check it out. I thank you, the macho man, Randy Savage. Keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, he was just reinstated over the weekend by World Championship Wrestling. This is the first opportunity that he officially is going to have a chance to get his hands on the nature boy, Ric Flair. Ric Flair has made a public spectacle out of his relationship with these gals, and especially Miss Elizabeth, the former ex of the Macho Man. Right now, let's get you back up to the ring. All right, thanks a lot. Here we are, ready to go. We'll be joined in just a few moments. As a matter of fact, he's getting set right now to join us. Bobby the Brain, he's in for the second hour of WCW Monday Nitro. Two hours coming to you each and every Monday live and only on TNT. And here we go with one of our feature events. Fans still to come, we will have this random drawing. Random drawing in our second hour to find out who will face the two men and who this new man, the surprise man will be at Fashion and Beach as war has been declared. We are now less than 15 seconds away from WCW Monday Nitro on TNT. Our number two begins. And wait a minute. For the second hour, and he's backing up. He is. Oh, This man is a is a hazard to public safety. Look at Heenan. Whoa. He can hurt himself out there. He's not in shape. Savage should be sued. Savage should be sued for this.
Drama! Look at that. Turner Home Entertainment. I haven't seen that uh, pop up in a, on my TV screen in, uh, in a long time. My goodness. New episode, Dark Side of the Ring, is currently on. They're talking about the collision in Korea. So far, this seems to be an episode surrounded by, uh, surrounded on Eric Bischoff. That's okay. Thursday night, I said Thursday night. May 20th, 2021. Episode 687 of Rants is officially live across the airwaves of Rant Entertainment Media, RantAmRadio.com, Junior Radio, Stratus, Podbeans, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and a bunch of other platforms. Yes, it's Thursday night. I said Thursday night. Want me to say it again? Thursday night. We're on the air Thursday before. Because, well, I'll get into it in just a second. There's no real, uh, you know, smoke and mirrors here. Uh, there's nothing to hide what happened, why it wasn't on the air uh, Tuesday. I'll talk about it. But we want to welcome everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. One and all to the rant. If you're listening to us live on Rainium Radio, join us in the chat room, RainiumRadio.com. And of course, call us on Discord. Hashtag. Radium Radio, hashtag 9233. Double A, as always, being joined by Tony C. I think he's uh, listening to uh, Flash Funk talk. Anyways, and we're also being joined by the the silver one himself, who's playing solitary. Yes, I can hear you. Oh, I was saying, I said, hey, yo. And uh, to the silver one himself, Mr. Solitaire. Uneven, everyone. Why do you keep calling me Solitaire? Okay, I will see. Because it says again on Discord that Silver Surfer playing Solitaire. <laughs> you know, doesn't know what it's talking. Oh, okay. Have you played Solitaire recently? Yeah. You can. You can. It's okay. You can tell us if you played Solitaire recently. Server, your connection yeah. sucks today. I don't get it. What do you mean you don't get it? Yeah, why is it sucking today? I don't know. You tell me. So what do I sound like now? Now you sound better. Before you sounded oh, like... What? Okay. Maybe... Maybe it was the solitaire interfering. Maybe it was the solitaire interfering. That's right. <laughs> so when was the last time you played solitaire? No, a week ago. Uh, okay. Well, uh, I can't believe Antonio. Uh, what kind of doc? What kind of episode of Dark Side of the Ring is this? With Antonio Noki talking about Michael Jackson. <laughs> anyway. We'll watch that next week, but any or I'll watch it later. But anyways, um, yes, we're on the air Thursday. Uh, the only reason why we're on today is because uh, 
I had some things that I needed to take care of on Tuesday uh, because we're having a little bit of work done in the house and I had to run out and get a few things to be able to complete the job. Um, so that's why we were not on the air Tuesday. No, Nothing special, nothing happened, nothing, you know. Just had to take care of a couple of things, so we decided to do the show on Thursday this week. Um, and that's it. Uh, so, with that, let's go around the room and see what's going on in everybody's personal lives. And with that, we say hello to Tony C. Yes, sir. Now, uh, everything's, everything's copacetic, as you would say, or copacetic, or whatever, however it's pronounced. Copacetic. Copacetic, okay. You know, just taking it easy. Pissed off. A couple of my television shows were canceled by the mouse. Which couple and, of shows uh, were that? And uh, a show on um, a- CBS was canceled. What show was that? Well, All Rise was canceled on CBS. And then... I'm, surprised. I'm surprised I got a second season. Not because it was a bad show, but I just had a feeling that people weren't watching it. Well, I'll get into that in a second. Then you got For Life was canceled on ABC. For Life? And Mixes, yeah. There's a 50 Cent show about right. a guy who got out of prison and became a lawyer. All right. Um, and then oh, yeah, you had right. Mixes was canceled yes, so Mark, on uh, ABC. Mark Paul Gosler is again you, without a job. How many did you get? Mixes, two. Two. It's like... Uh, so she didn't finish school then? No. No, 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 no. Grownish has gotten... Grownish is going into the fourth season. On, so I'm like... On ABC Family. And then... Or Freeform. Yeah, that's on Freeform. Yeah. But then they're ending Blackish. Blackish. But then they're right. talking about bringing in as either Oldish Show or <laughs> Brownish. I thought you was talking about Grownish being canceled. So, mixing is being canceled. That's the story of the, you know, the mom growing up. I don't think they're going right. to do a yellowish show, by the way. No, it's brownish. Oh, brownish. But they're doing, they're talking about doing that with even Longoria behind the uh, production of that one. Hmm. So, they're, they're trying to act like, they, they act like they want to do a universe, but they don't know how to do it right. Like, okay, Power has a universe on stars. You got the original Power, and you got the Book of Book Two, and then you got Raising Canaan, and then you're going to have another show with another character. They're doing it correctly. It's like ABC want to do it, but they can't do it right but they're the same people that does the Marvel Cinematic Universe so it's like you know how to do it no no, no. you know what I'm saying that's the thing the television division they despite it being owned by the mouse I think still operates like a television network operates and they just Versus, they, they can go through TV shows like like you're changing your underwear and Marvel you know what they're doing that doesn't mean the left of Disney does right but this is my thing. If I'm coming with a show right now, if I'm pitching a show, I'm not taking it to a network. I'm taking it to either Hulu, Netflix, Amazon. Because they seem, they give shows more of a shot. Or even YouTube than these networks do. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, and Networks still go by that old model. Right, and right. It's like they're stuck in the, the past. Is, the thing is, 
they get a show that maybe gets three million viewers a week, and they look at that as a not bad good thing. number. Right. But the the thing is, this is not like forty years ago when you only had three networks to watch, so everybody tuned into one of the three. I mean, just so many cable networks and streaming services and YouTube and. And not just that, Surfer. If I'm paying a certain amount of money, a normal amount of money for you, for Hulu, let's say, with no commercials, why would I watch a show on a night that it airs with commercials? You get what I'm saying? Right. By the way, so I don't mean to. That's why I don't think they they get it. I don't want to interrupt. I don't want to interrupt you guys, but uh, this. for I just I just thought that it would be interesting to bring this up. They just showed video, actual video footage of Muhammad Ali surprising Scott Steiner with a magic trick. I don't know why, wow. but he was blown away by the magic trick. So, so, anyways, continue, continue with your with your with the shows. You know, they're well, taking consideration that a lot of people watch. TV in like places like bars and stuff, and there's no way of accounting how many people are watching it out of those kind of places like a TV show. There is nobody so. watching a sitcom in a bar, surfer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that one, but I know. Oh, let me, Tony C, come on, we got to go to the bar. We got to catch the new episode of Blackish. Right. No, I don't know about that one. They don't. They nobody's going to. Nobody's on the TV. There, they're not. Please, most ninety nine point nine percent of the bars in this country will have it on some sort of sports. But television, television in two thousand twenty one and moving forward, television watching is all about convenience. When it comes to shows, yeah, but do like, you want they, television to be too convenient? That's the problem. They don't really keep a. They don't count like the DVR viewings and the viewers later online. I think they do. Say, well, See, that's what they're messing up. I think they do. I think they do. I don't double A, but how can they? And I, I bet a lot of these shows did great numbers. Like, okay, mixes people may not watch it on. Whatever Tuesday night after Blackish or even Blackish because they're in the Blackish after eight. I, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but I'm people pro- watch it on the rewatch. Look, you can track. You can track going the rewatches. You can track going back on demand. Those you can track. I'm almost positive. Okay, whether you go back and you watch it or not, if you DVR it, it gets recorded. It gets tracked. Right. Whether you watch it or not. Because there are people, like for example, I have a blacklist set to record all new episodes that air. Sometimes I'll wait two or three weeks to be caught up on blacklist. But I'm sure they caught the record, you know, that I recorded the show each and every Friday. And that goes into your tally for your TV rating. I'm almost positive they, they calculate it. We may not know it, but it's, I find it impossible, impossible, that in 2021, they're not tracking that. Because if they can tell you where you're sitting in your house by your cell phone, 
You're going to tell me they can't track that you're recording a TV show? I get that. I can I can understand that. But what I'm saying is, it's like decent shows are being removed from, and then they bring another show on, and they only going to give it like a season or two, especially a season like that show Rebel. They bought that show on, and it didn't even get a full season. It was like... That's well, how it is. And then there'll be five or six episodes that never made it to air. Right. It's like Kate Seagal. Y'all wasted that. I mean, she got paid. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But she did more on the Connors than she did on that show. Uh-huh. And now well, she'll go back to the Connors they, next they, year. The ratings were up snuff. They put Roger's show hoping that the ratings would That's a wasted. Okay, people, people got paid. You know, people got opportunities. But it's a, and I guess I look at it like it's a wasted opportunity. It's a wasted opportunity, and also, and also something that a lot of people maybe they don't take into consideration. Also, there's a stigma attached to you when you're canceled on a on a on a show that only five or six episodes aired. Right, you get stuck. Oh, you're you've been around. You've you've been on a few canceled shows that didn't even make it a full season. Maybe well, not her. Maybe not her. But there's been a, like, yeah. for example, uh, before Ted McGinley ended up on Married with Children, he was synonymous for being the guy that if he appeared on your show as a regular, your show got canceled. But right. the thing was, that, that's not really that wasn't really true because I showed up from Happy Days. Happy well, what Days is saying it's a stigma. It's a stigma, though. It's no, a I'm stigma. Saying, I'm saying. Happy Days went on for another four seasons after he showed up. It wasn't like just canceled that season. No, but who knows, who knows how long Happy Days would have lasted if Ted McGinley wasn't on. Ted McGinley no, showed up on Love Boat. He showed up on Love Boat. Show got canceled. Yeah, both those shows were on the way out. They were. And the thing was, like, they're Happy Days. So yeah, Happy, Days Happy Days was a show past its time. I mean, they don't. There's a reason why jumping this chart came from Happy Days. So, Double A, let me ask you: Coming in these days, you know, back in when we were growing up, probably when Surfer was growing up, they probably gave people an amount of seasons on the show. Coming in the door, they're like, "All right, we're gonna get this." You know, you got two seasons or three seasons or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Basically, I mean, what that- I'm asking is like, hold on, sir. Basically, what I'm asking is like, okay, Merrill's Place went seven seasons. Mm-hmm. Now, did they know from the gate, you think, that it was going seven? Or was, do you think it was maybe like two or three and then the numbers, you get what I'm saying? The numbers dictate, okay, if you get more seasons. You get what I'm saying? You get what I'm asking? Kind of. Hey, but, you know, shows now, right, they don't even like pick up a show and say, hey, we're going to give you a full season. They'll give them a 13-episode order with the hopes of ordering more if they feel the show successful but, but, for that season. Okay, but Surfer, for example, let, let's let's talk about... Okay, that's, a, that, that's for new shows, though. If you get, for example, a show that does gangbusters, the like first... Cobra Kai. Exactly. Cobra Take Kai, Cobra Kai. Like, Cobra Kai was was a colossal hit for Netflix. But let's say Cobra Kai was on ABC, for example. 
Cobra Kai. for YouTube first. YouTube, excuse me. Yeah. So if it, let's say it was on ABC, if the okay. first two or three episodes were a colossal hit for ABC, we're talking like it would it won the night. Okay, like it was the number right. one show for the night on all of television. ABC probably would have went, and even though, let's say, the initial run was for 13 episodes, they would have ordered the completion of the season and automatically said, we're giving you two more seasons after that. The network, a lot of times, the network, a lot of times, will jump the gun and say, here you go, we're going to sign you for two or three more seasons. Like, for example... I'll give you I'll give you an example why th- this show has no business getting multiple season renewals every time it happens. The Simpsons, I believe right now, we've talked about this many times. The Simpsons right, right. now I believe is in the 32nd season and I believe as we're standing right now, they are renewed through their 34th season to bring them at a total of uh 900 episodes I think. If I'm not mistaken, it's either eight or nine hundred episodes. I don't know. There should be no reason why The Simpsons should be renewed. If The Simpsons come up for a renewal, they should be renewed for one more year. And then we'll see how the year goes and move on to the next. The Simpsons should not be renewed for two, three, four, five years in a shot. Right. Okay. They shouldn't. Now, you're not going to tell me that The Simpsons have the same ratings that they did 20 years ago. They don't. You know who does? You know who does bad with series two now? I'm noticing HBO. Yeah, their shows are not what they used to be. The only show they really give a damn about over the last, I would say two. I'm gonna say ten, about twelve to fifteen years is Game of Thrones. No, no, there was other shows that they name another. Oh, Oz. Okay, they gave damn by Oz. I give them to the Sopranos. The Sopranos. um, Uh, Yeah, and the Sopranos. There was a hand. No, they had a handful of shows. Those three. There was a handful of shows that that HBO had in the early two thousands that were that were that were big deal (laughs) for age. But when Game of Thrones came about, they gave up on everything else. Why? Because Game of right. Thrones did big numbers for them, and they invested all their time and money into Game of Thrones. That's why they now, they now look what they're doing. They're finna invest all their time into the spinoff for Game and, of Thrones. And who took over in the quote-unquote um, uh, premium channel uh, TV show market? Showtime. Showtime had the now has all the major hits of that, you know, of that group of channeling. Yeah, this shows are better, way better than you know what. What immature, insecure is about to end. I mean, but the way they did, what really pissed me off about with HBO is how they treat the Wire. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never forget them how they treat the Wire. HBO hasn't they put treat out True Blood better than they treat the goddamn Wire. It's been about five years since about since HBO put out something that was like I'm a big fan of HBO movies. And it's been about five years since they put out a good movie. It's been about five years since they've put out a good documentary. Um, you know, the, the Andre the Giant documentary, I think it's good, because, but it's a wrestling documentary. I'm talking about a general documentary. The Tina one was good. It was solid. Okay. Um, but I get where you're coming from. You know, from it's that. like HBO I... lost, their, lost their thing because, like you said, they focus everything on Game of Thrones. 
Look, why the hell is Cinemax even still around? I thought, why is the movie channel still around? That too. I can. You wrong. You not wrong for that. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. But you have all these new channels, epics, and, and it's part of what was that? But even the movie channel is part of Star. Doesn't matter. No, it's part of Showtime. I don't care who it's a part of. Why is it still around? Right. What was that? They're extra stations. Extra stations, but you have to pay for these crap channels. You you have to pay. You have to pay a lot. You you have to pay a lot to get the movie channel to get no premium content. You're just getting the same movies that will eventually rebroadcast on HBO or Showtime or. Or whatever. Actors cost money for the same movies over and over. What was that? Some decent TV shows on the movie channel. Constant, huh? On the movie channel. No, I said Epics. Okay, Epics is a different. What what I said was Epics is a is now the new upstart in this in the movie channel in the cable wars because they're new. And they show them over and over. Because like they don't have that big old library, though. Every yeah. time two didn't happen, it's either um, Mission Impossible, Avengers, I think uh, they had uh, the Hunger Games on there all the time. It's just the same. The library stuff. ain't that deep, sir. Yeah, they don't probably have Yeah, but they still, they're, not, they're still charging you. Uh, uh, you know, good amount. I don't know. It's included in my package. So right. Cinemax doing the same thing. Like I'm, I'm, I buy my cable services now a la carte, like the premium channel. Why should be buying Cinemax alone? It should be bundled with your HBO. You'll think, but you, yeah, if you go through the cable company, you can do it like that. But yeah. if you go through, like I do it through Prime. So it's a la carte. But, but for example, which I love. Like for example, Surfer said that it should be bundled, and it's not. I have HBO, right. but I don't have Cinemax. You can get HBO without Cinemax, but they also usually they'll give you a bundle that gives you both. No, I have. I but have. You're gonna pay more. I have for that bundle. I have HBO and Showtime, and that's it. And I mean, I have. Uh, um, Epics, which is included in my thing, and uh, the um, I don't have Stars anymore because they took Stars off the uh, off the thing and they replaced it with this new thing called ScreenWorks or Screen 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 something or other. Mm-hmm. And um, and I like it; it's okay. I mean, I, I miss Stars every so often, but I'm I'm not you know Stars wasn't doing anything for me, but. Um, but yeah, it's you know, and nobody ever thought that AMC was gonna be pr- cranking out hit shows either. That was another thing. Um, All I'm saying is, is he saw the handwriting on the wall, and they knew they needed to get content to one keep up and two to convert over to a, a streaming platform. I mean, but they, they, why would I? Okay, do the movie if I get the AMC app or whatever and pay extra for that? I do I get? God, are the movies edited? Or are they? I'm not sure. That's a good regular question. movies. I believe they're TV edited. I believe they're TV edited, but 
But here's the caveat with that, okay? There is a caveat. If you get the AMC Plus, which I believe includes IFC. That's what I'm talking about. Um, I It includes like five or six different sub-channels. The, the, for example, they show Godfather on AMC, it'll be edited. But if they show it on IFC, it's unedited. So, um, I'm not sure if on, a, if on a, AMC Plus it'll be unedited. And, and now they just announced the, the, the merger of uh, Discovery Plus and uh, AT&T Time Warner. So that's going no, to be, that the uh, the, the, the uh, that apparently apparently that's not going to happen. Apparently that's already not going to happen. Suppose I okay. read the article that apparently it wasn't going to happen. I, I I've been hearing that it is happening. It's going to take you know it's going to take a, a couple years to to finalize. You got to get approval, but well. uh, you know. AT&T and Discovery Plus, they want this merger, so. Oh, because AT&T wants the same, um, they want to be on the same level as Comcast, where Comcast has all these ancillary channels and platforms and networks and things like that. And, you know, the only thing that AT&T has is the Turner Properties, you know, and, and HBO, HBO's a big thing to have. It's a big thing to have, but it's it's a big thing to have. But think of think about all the other things that that Comcast has. Well, you know, AT and T they got they they got internet and cable. They also got they got crappy internet. They got crappy internet and they got crappy cable. I don't know. I can't get well there. Comcast has stranglehold has a stranglehold over everything except for files. And DirecTV. Well, that just goes to show you that they don't want to be in that market. Trust me, AT and T here sucks. No, no, no. Comcast has a. Listen, when we first got cable in the city, the city thought let's break up the city. They brought in five companies, right? Different different parts of the city had their own company. Mm-hmm. By the end. Comcast took them all over. Right. And because Comcast, Comcast, you know, they, they follow their money to the government, and the government gives them what they want. And then... But you know that, Com- that ATT doesn't even have a... Uh, uh, they have a cable service, but it's more like a satellite service. Listen, they, they agreed to give Comcast interest-free buildings. Like, they don't have to pay... Taxes. They put up the two tallest t- towers in this entire city. I call it the Tower of Evil because it's Comcast, and I know how bad it can get. Oh, well, I've never had. I've never really. But they had have a stranglehold in this area, no. and then they wouldn't bought GE, which owned uh, NBC Universal. And the government's not supposed to let these monopolies take over like that. But, but it's not a monopoly. Yeah. It, it's a monopoly if they're, they're the only cable um, cable system available oh. in the city. But it's not a monopoly because they they only own one network. I'm not even, ta- I'm not even talking about that. Who owns one network? 
Comcast? Comcast. No, they own more than one. No, they, they own NBC Universal, and then it's everything that's all the sister networks under it. But the, the main thing is just NBC. Comcast doesn't own doesn't have, Comcast doesn't have any interest in Fox or CBS or no, no, not right. that. yeah that's what I'm saying that's that's what I mean it's that's that's so they don't have a monopoly in terms of television they don't have a, a monopoly you talking about like sci-fi yeah yeah that's not a monopoly this this is where the monopoly coming and it can happen soon enough okay so Comcast as a cable company owns he just says sci-fi. So they can, they might one day prevent sci-fi from going on to other cable companies. Yeah, but that's still not a monopoly. Kind of is. Okay. No, it isn't. I mean, we're only- because that that is that, that is a completely different thing. Because what you're talking about, what you're talking about is keeping your network from going on another on a, on a, on a on a competitor's system. Able. Is that is something? Whereas Comcast wouldn't be stupid to do that because Comcast gets paid for every key, for every cable system they're on. The only thing Comcast would have to do is up their trans fees, and it's up to the cable network to the, for the cable company to decide whether or not they want to pay it or not. That's why every so often you'll hear of, you know. Uh, I don't know if it ha- it happens in Miami quite a bit, but I don't know if it happens up in where you guys are. We have more independent stations down here than I think than most of the country. But down here, the independent stations that are owned by these mom and pop companies fight with the cable companies all the time. So, for example, Channel Seven, which is owned by Sunbeam Television, you know they run the fo- they they air Fox in Miami. They'll get into an argument with AT&T over the fees of what it costs to be on AT&T's cable system in this in this in this market. AT&T comes up with a price. Sunbeam Television comes up with a price. Sunbeam doesn't like what AT&T offered. AT&T doesn't budge. So what does Sunbeam Television do? Oh well, we're just not going to air on on AT&T cable. And they pull the plug until AT&T caves because they know they're going to lose subscribers if they don't pick up a Fox affiliate here in Miami for the people to view. So they have to cave and they ultimately give what, what, the, what the owner wants. But, but uh, that's different. I don't, I don't see Comcast preventing... Their networks airing on another cable system, especially one like Sci-Fi, that is available in ninety-five, ninety-six percent of the country. You know, other things could happen, yes, but not that. Now, if they have now, now if they're the only cable system available in the city of Philadelphia, that's a monopoly. I'm just tired of all these shows getting canceled and. If I was pitching a show, I'm not going to a major network. I'm sorry. I got to go to a Netflix or Hulu or So Amazon. wait a minute. So you so so you are anti-network. Yeah, that's right. Because they're not 
you they're not giving the show a chance and like you said they're they're doing antiquated analytics but that's the thing that's how it's been since the dawn of tv yeah, I so mean, absolutely but i mean you gotta realize that it's changing somebody gotta within the i don't know i don't know i don't know if network tv is ever gonna change though that's why you have these canceled shows that develop a cult following always end up continuing on on netflix or or youtube or or whatever you know because there's right. been there's been what a handful of shows that have been canceled off network TV. It's picked up by Netflix and then it continues on for another four or five years. There's right. been a few shows that that's happened to. I wouldn't go like I said. If I'm pitching an idea, I'm not pitching it to a studio, major network, studio, or whatever. But that's where the, I'm the, going. To that's where the bulk of the money is, though. Yeah. That's the problem. You may get paid. Yeah, you may get paid, but you may... But that's what it's about. It's about the money. <laughs> Listen, these... these. Um, I, I was reading uh, an article when the TV shows got canceled uh, the, this past week or last week or whenever it was, that they had... ABC alone had, I believe, five or six pilots... That they were just waiting, waiting to put out on the air, put out on the air. and they were just, they weren't they were, sure when they, they were, were going to do it. Do it. So, so I don't That's know. Now I got that go. You got a Wonder Years pilot getting ready. To yeah, drop. I know. There's a Wonder Years Wonder Years pilot that's going to drop soon too. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's just the way they used. To, it's just the way they uh, they. Um, they do TV. It's that that's a that's a meth, methodology that I don't know if it'll ever change. I got no occasion to say our colleagues about to come back on the air. I'm going to tell you why uh, Netflix shows and stuff don't, doesn't get canceled that easily because they're there. The money, the investment, is far greater in terms of the percentage than it is on network TV. You could spend two million dollars on Netflix for a pilot and Netflix is like we spent all this money on this show and it's kind of like okay let's just try to let's try to squeeze out a couple of episodes out of this a network spends two million dollars on an episode and it flops they don't care it's just two million dollars so that's pretty much how it is and we lost Tony C it looks like oh no there he is there's Tony, see? But, I'm here. But yeah. No, it's okay. But uh, but yeah. The money the money is far more valuable on the streaming services. They appreciate the money more. But the money is easier to get on network TV. Cause you got to get two million dollars on Netflix, you gotta bust your ass. Two million dollars just being the example number it's not that that's what it is but so um so yeah speaking of uh people on network television lee and i did not uh play i did not hear this before coming on the air lee sent me a uh, a youtube video apparently former child star ricky schroeder had a uh a um an incident at a, at a costco where he uh, 
he confronted a uh, uh, an employee over the mask requirement. So let's yep. play. Let's play this. Give up your membership to Costco. In a now viral video, former child actor Ricky Schroeder argued with a Costco employee at a location that had not changed its policy due to state rules. Why aren't you letting me in? Because in the state of California, in the county of Los Angeles, there has been no... And Costco, there has been no change to our policy. Other stores like Target, Gap, and Home Depot have said they'll keep pandemic protocols in place for now. So... Let's uh, hey, let's, let's talk about that. Shut up, shut up, Al Roker. Let's talk about that for one second. It was released this past week. Uh, by the way, sir, for anything interesting with you this week? No, not really. Not really. All right. So this past week, it was announced. I believe it was announced on Wednesday of last week that the uh, the Center for Disease Control eased restrictions on the uh on on mask use so if you're fully vaccinated if you're fully vaccinated you no longer need to wear your mask yeah but what what the problem with that is you know there are people who don't want to wear a mask well i was i was gonna get there and you want i was gonna get there so you've got these start. You've got these these companies uh, that have eased restrictions on mask use now. As long as your your state and your local government don't have an ordinance in effect ordering that you got to have a mask. State of California, you got to have a mask uh, to get into Costco. But for example, in the state of Florida, if you're fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. So here's where double A and the observation table starts, okay? Because I'm fully vaccinated. Surfer, are you? You're fully vaccinated, right? Ever since March. Ever since March. Okay. Let me ask you something, Surfer. Did you go grocery shopping this past week? Yes. In the state of uh, Pennsylvania, is there a mask order in place? Yes, there is. There is. So you still wore your mask. Because there's an order in place, right? Yeah. Okay. When I'm outside, I pull the mask off. If I uh, get on a vehicle or go into a store, yeah, you have to have a mask on. Okay. In the state of Florida, there's no there's no order on the books anymore. The, because y'all have a governor who wants to follow the dear leader's uh Example when it comes well, to that. we're not the only state, but but still. So yeah, there, there are other states. there's so, other states, but and they all have the same same agenda. Political. So I go to Costco on Saturday. Okay, two days after this announcement is made. Okay, already the. Uh, Abuse of not wearing your mask had begun. Now, I wore my mask. I'm vaccinated. I wore my mask. My wife wore her mask. But um, you could definitely tell that there was, a, there was a lot of people on a busy Saturday in Costco that they were not wearing the mask. And you could definitely tell who was vaccinated and who wasn't? You could just tell. And see, that's the thing. 
know the people who are going to be lying. Of course. you. But you know who, who's been vaccinated and, know, and you know who hasn't. Okay, if I see a 75-year-old man pushing on a shopping cart and he doesn't have his mask on, chances are he's vaccinated. Okay? If I see a 26-year-old female in gym leggings and a tank top wearing sneakers like she just got out of a spin class and she's not wearing a mask, chances are she probably doesn't have her vaccine on and just doesn't want to wear a mask because now she doesn't have to wear a mask. Well, these Trumpers are going to make it tough, ain't they? And that's the thing. I don't think it's necessarily a Trumper thing either. I yeah, think it's... No, no, no. Uh, I, I don't... High percentage no, I think, I, I think it's a good percentage, but I, I think it's just a general... I'm tired of wearing this damn thing. I'm that, saying they like, let it out. I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take my mask off and and uh, I don't care. That's what I think. And I don't think it has a. I don't think there's any political agenda on that on that opinion. In my, you know. I believe that people that don't have the political agenda, they don't put on a show at the at the at the front of a door. They told you can't come in without a mask. Because most people with half a sense say, if I can't come in without a mask, I'll take my money someplace else. No, Ricky Schroeder's arguing because Costco said ease their restrictions, but he forgets he's in the state of California. So, you ain't missing much, you ain't missing much at Costco, Ricky Schroeder. How the hell did Rick Schroeder become so damn... Uh, Country. I don't know. Sir, for why? Hey, man, let me tell you, you something. You want us to call Ricky Schroeder and find out? Why don't we call Alfonso Ribeiro? I'm sure they still keep in touch. He might know you better. You know, Hell he no. paid bail for Kyle Rittenhouse. Absolutely. Let me tell you something about what that orange person did, man. When he came down to the escalator and did all that crap and then won, you know, won that seat for that time. It allowed everybody, the Hollywood types, and even regular people, to be as obnoxious and assholey and pricky and racist as they want to be. Now you either deal with it yeah, or get the hell away from Rumble. You see what I'm saying? They, they were going back to the 50s. That's basically what they want to go back to. When you got people that sit there and tell them that that crap that happened up there in D.C. was nothing happened and they was acting like tourists and shit. You know what I'm saying? But if that was black folk, boy, would have been so many black folk killed up there. It would have no, been... That would have been the beginning. First of all, they, would, they wouldn't be arguing over a commission. No, no, no. What I'm saying is... Uh, They'd be the rounding up and put this in, in, into... Uh, concentration camps to keep this country safe for the rest of Oh, hell no. Hell no. I hear you what you're saying on that, but what I'm saying is people would have got killed. Okay? I get what you're saying, but they would have opened fire on some folks. But what I'm saying... I'm saying... With five ammo. Right. I'm saying all that to say that 
situation in this situation should have opened our eyes of the world we live in with these folks. You know what I'm saying? So I get what Double A saying about the Ricky Schroeder and all these, you know, these white folks. It's my whole thing is I like it because I know where they stand. Because I'd rather you be out and open with it than be undercover with it. That's one thing I do commend Buddy for. He bringing all them folks to the light. So if you had a co-worker or something, you know, a neighbor or something that you, you know, know where they stand, but now you see them with that red flag in their yard and, you know, now you know. You know what I'm saying? They was living beside you the whole time, so but now you know. You was working with them the whole time. Now you know how they feel, what their mindset is. And and no matter what, you can respect the person when they come at you straight up. You know what I'm saying? You know where they come, know how they coming. You ain't got to worry about an ulterior motive or nothing. You know they don't like you. They don't like what you stand for, where you come from. Now it's on you to move accordingly. You know what I'm saying? That's why I don't get the people that argue with those folks. You ain't no arguing with them. They live in an alternate reality, so let them move. Let them move like that. At least I know where you stand, and I can move accordingly. Yeah. You ain't no ally of mine, so why well, I'ma deal with you? Well, all that to say, Ricky Schroeder, idiot. You know all these folks that raise hell. These Karens. You got a Karen in the Congress running around chasing the AOC around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, that's an insult to Karen. No, that's what they do. But, it, but she's not, now, she's not, but she's not a Karen. She's, she's that's the absolute it. definition of a Karen. But what I'm saying you know, is, she, she is, AOC she is doing it right. Than her Karen. She is a lot worse than a Karen. Whatever you want to call it, sir. But that's what they do. But she's AOC. The term parent Karen. comes from a white woman that complains, absolutely. Yeah, and harasses you. She's dangerous. And they Well, the world she's using her white privilege, man. That's that's what they do. Now now if AOC goes out and puts a TOA on her a TRA, I'm sorry, TRA, then she gets to play the victim. That's why she's just gonna kill her with kind, you know, with her words, and you know, go from there. You know. Now, Tony C, did you go out and about this past week and see uh, any of this that uh, that I, that I spec that I was privy to that I saw my for my with my own eyes? No, I haven't been out and about in that aspect. I did go and do an overnight stay last weekend over. By your that White Castle, and man, <laughs> it is no joke. The, the, the line was all the way down the road. Oh, I didn't even. I wasn't even going. I just passed it. But you saw the White so Castle. I saw it. I saw it. And the drive-through line is longer than the actual walk-up line. So the drive-through line People wait is like five hours. Jesus Christ! Well, that's the way it is because of COVID. And the actual walk-up line is maybe like two and a half. Jesus. Now, they are in this little section of over by SeaWorld, by Turk Lake Road. They're building another restaurant coming from the 
up north called Portobello or something like that. Oh, Portillo's. So let me. Oh, yeah, 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 that's uh, coming. Apparently, I was told about this, and uh, let me see. Let me go back to my messages here. I was told about this to ask you if uh, if you can uh, be ready because it's a Chicago chain, and they sell beef burgers and salads. Beef, burgers, and salads yeah, at, at Porto, at Porto, Bello, Port, whatever Porti- it's called, Portello. Portillo. Portillo. Portello. Yeah. And see, this is what I don't like. This is what's going to grind my gear about the whole situation. Too much shit. Too much shit. Uh, it's right next to White Castle. So it's like, okay, you got the White Castle good thing going on. Then you're going to have this new joint. Damn, ain't nobody going to be able to get no food from over there. But this one, I don't think is going to have a line like White Castle. You want a bit? Not like White Castle. Anything new? Nah. I'm, yeah, it may not be. But I'm talking about at least Chick-fil-A long line, and I don't even like that. That's why I can't wait to stuff open back up and I start. I used to go. I go into Chick-fil-A. I used to go in like also it. to avoid the drive through But you know what? I think in this era, Chick-fil-A, the one thing they did is perfect the drive-through. Their yeah, dr- it, they move. Their, than I don't know how the drive-throughs in Orlando work, you know, but the ones, people, the ones, people outside take you the ones down here are flawless, and you're in and out in under ten minutes. And that's but see, that's a damn shame. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Where I can walk in there and, and be done in five. I've no, I've waited at least ten minutes inside. Not the inside crowd too, because the Chick Fil A's up here on the weekend, it's packed inside and out. Yeah, depends on when you go, what they, time. I mean, so, I mean, they listen, bring, they bring people out to take your order while you're sitting in your car instead of waiting to get to the window. Because if you do it that way, they'll never get you out in time. If you go at ten o'clock in the I'm morning or like Chico. or at three or four o'clock in the afternoon, where there's that gray window between lunch and dinner. Yeah, of course it's gonna be empty. That's my cheat code. That's uh, okay. what I, I realized today. Well, then, 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 okay for you, then it's okay. But for a normal schlep, you know, <laughs> I'm normal. Normal in the sense of, you know, they they're not off the clock till five thirty. They get home at or six they want Chick Fil A for dinner. They want Chick Fil A dinner, or they want Chick for Chick Fil A for lunch. You know, there's the lunch rush, and then there's the dinner rush. Right. The dinner rush is usually worse than the lunch rush, but um, but still, you know, I think I think if I can get in and out of Chick Fil A in ten minutes, and there's a line of forty cars, I think that's pretty good. I've waited, I've waited, I've waited, I've waited twenty minutes in a line at McDonald's in the drive-through with with only five cars, so. I, I'm, I don't know. That's unacceptable, but I've done it. So I think 40 mm-hmm. cars in 10 minutes did in a Chick fil A. No, I did not. As you should. You know, Bur- yeah, like for example, I hate, I hate, hate, hate. You guys, I would assume you've experienced this, Tony C. I hate when they tell you just move up there and we'll bring your food and out. We'll bring it out. I hate, <laughs> I, I hate say. that. But you know what? There's a couple of drive-throughs down here, and I think one of them is Taco Bell. That, um, you know, you pull up right. 
I've gotten to this thing now that I don't. I, I pay. I do every all the ordering through the app, and I just drive up and I give them the code and and that's it. And they pull up my order and whatever. So I don't have to give my ATM card or none of that stuff in the window. They just have to hand me my order and I'm on my way. But regardless of whether I do that or not, you get up to the window, and let's say let's we're using Taco Bell as an example. We get up to the window. They hand you your receipt. And let's say I have a, a drink with my order. They'll give me my drink. And you know what they'll tell me to do? Wendy's is the other one I was thinking of. Pull they'll, up to the no, next pole. No, we'll bring it no, up no, no, no. They tell me, do me a favor. I need you to back up and then come forward. Why? Because they want you to reset the counter on the floor, the, the timer in the drive-thru. Because all the on the on the dry on the driveway of the drive-through, there's sensors, and each car is timed. So if they ask you to back up, it's because they're resetting the timer, because you know their manager must be anal or something. So they back up. Okay, pull forward. You pull forward, and by with that the timer is reset, because they have to get they have to get the car out of the drive-through. Lee might know this better because Lee had a had a stint at Burger King. I think they have to get the person out of the drive-through in less than ninety seconds. And in most cases, when was the last time you went to a drive-through and you were out in ninety seconds? It doesn't happen that often, unless you're buying something like a Coke. Ninety seconds to get from the uh, from the, uh, the the you know the speaker. To the payment window, to the order window. And, and the, it takes more than nine seconds to do that. The locations in Orlando, and I'm sure there's other locations in this country, but the McDonald's in Orlando, a lot of them, they have three takeout windows. You've got the payment window, and then they'll tell you, drive up to window number one or window number two. I don't know how they keep track of all that nonsense but and what are most people the drive through the drive through efficiency was a lot better in the 90s it seems when there was one line one window and nothing else i know most people are in line at mcdonald's in the drive through for ice cream coffee ice cream for mcdonald's i'm going to tell you that because no, I'll see it. I'll i hear coffee well that's because you guys People are like McDonald's coffee for some reason. But but here it's ice cream. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I also I also learned that apparently um, when you go to McDonald's and you say, give me a hot fudge sundae, for example, and they tell you the ice cream machine is broken, apparently that's code for we really don't want to serve you ice cream. Okay. <laughs> That the machines are never really broken. Because how is it that the machine always is broken? How many times have you gone to McDonald's and the ice cream machine is broken? It's happened at least a hundred times in my lifetime. It's been a long time since I thought I'd buy ice cream from McDonald's. But one, but it's happened it's to you, right? Ice cream. No, but it's happened to you, right? With the ice cream machine, yogurt for a long time. But but the ice cream machine was broken, right? It's happened to you. Yeah. Or you say, or you want a milkshake. I don't know that the, the, the milkshake machine is broken. That's because they don't want to do it. 
it's an important time to save with prices. So, you know, but, uh, but yeah, all right. Um, what else were we going to talk about? Uh, we got a lot okay, of wrestling, about one, a lot of wrestling stuff, ahead. but go ahead, continue. I just want to say salute to my guy, my cousin from another auntie, <laughs> Kwame Brown. Let me tell y'all so. Matt Barnes, Charlemagne the God, Steve Jackson, Steve Day Smith. Y'all better leave that man the hell alone, okay? When country people get quiet for 20-some years, and then they start, they come out of their shell and start cussing you out like this, better leave people, leave that man alone. Quit talking about him. Let him go back. Well, it was Matt Barnes brought him up in an interview with Jeannie Buss. And ever since then, it was on. But Kwame Brown is tearing the ass up. And I love it. Jeremy just ruined him. They tried to bully this man. But like we say, <laughs> quiet don't mean soft. So I just want to say. He was straight out of high school. And Jordan was berating him like he do everybody. But the thing of the matter is, Surfer, the principle of it is that man wasn't bothering nobody. He was living his best life. And they went messing with him. And that's what normally happens when you mess with people from the South. They end up getting cussed out and threatening to get beat up. So just say, leave people alone if they're not bothering you. You feel me? That's the moral of the of the story. Leave people alone. That's all I'm gonna say. Salute Kwame. Hopefully, you're listening. Well, you live right now, but you know, <laughs> salute Kwame Brown. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, let's see here. I don't know. Double A ain't been keeping up with that. No, but, I, I haven't, unfortunately. Oh. He has been laying people out on that internet. I've been keeping up with some other not ridiculous uh, things. By the way, Cher is 75 years old today. So, I don't know. Happy birthday, Cher, I guess. Happy birthday, Cher, I guess. Um, I, I just have to say this because, you know, we're coming up here on, uh, on uh, Pride Month uh, starting next... Uh, Next Tuesday? Is it next? No, the following Tuesday. I don't give a damn. Huh? June 1st, right? June 1st. I don't give a damn that Demi Lovato is non-binary now. To be honest with you. I'm, I'm, it's not that I don't care about uh, LBGTQ matters, but I think Demi Lovato is just screaming for attention. Just have to say that. That's what I thought when I saw that too. Yeah. I mean, so what's your... So what's she like women or she like everybody? What what's the deal? Non binary means you don't uh I believe you don't associate with any gender. As a, as a gender. I understand that. Yeah, so she probably likes anything that moves. I don't know. I don't know. So anyways. Um ridiculous that Kenny Omega's on impact but anyways um let me see here so let's get into some wrestling talk 
Um, so we're talking about, we talked about the easing of the restrictions, right? So the news came out this week that AEW is going to start touring again. We talked about this in July. We talked about that last week. Uh, their next pay-per-view, Double or Nothing, at the end of the month from uh, Daly's Place in Jacksonville will have a full crowd of 5,000 people. Other promotions have also announced that they will begin touring with fans in the month of July. Ring of Honor, um, I believe the NWA said that they're going to start touring. And uh, I don't think anything's been said about Impact Wrestling yet. But I know the big one was Ring of Honor. Just announced today, in the last three or four hours, WWE will begin having fans in attendance beginning with the SmackDown prior to Money in the Bank. Uh, that SmackDown and that Money in the Bank will be taking place in the state of Texas. And it looks like SummerSlam will be taking place in Las Vegas. So um, so that's big on terms of uh, wrestling returning back to uh, normality. Um, so it'll take place, uh, like I said, uh, July, um, sometime in July in front of, um, in front of fans. Whether or not there's going to be a, a capacity, uh, cap, we don't know yet because we don't even know where in Texas it's going to be yet. So, uh, Wait a minute, Double A, did you hear about uh, AEW moving to TBS? I, I was going to get there. Show? I was going to get there. I was going to get there. Oh, let, my bad. My but, bad. Let, but let's I talk mean, about that. Let's talk about that. Let's, let's, let's talk about that. So AEW announced this past, uh, they just announced yesterday, that they will be debuting on, August, on Friday night, August 13th. They will be debuting a new TV show called AEW Rampage. And in January, Dynamite will be moving to TBS. So, a lot of things, a lot of things went through my head when I heard this news. First of all, I saw a headline out there from one of these uh, opinion sites that said Dynamite moving to TBS only shows why Tony Khan is a genius. <laughs> and I was like, oh boy, that Kool-Aid must be really strong. Wow. Um, Tony Khan, at the end of the day, is just a mark. And there's nothing anybody's going to tell me otherwise. And that has nothing to do with me being against AEW. I just think he's a mark. He's a mark for the business. That's why he asked Daddy for the money to open up a wrestling promotion. AEW moving to TBS, I really don't think, you know, no big deal. I don't give a damn if it's on TNT or TBS, to be honest with you. But AEW debuting a secondary show called Rampage on uh, on Friday nights on uh, on TNT there I got a problem 
I got a problem there. AEW has been around for less than two years. Less than two years. They've got three TV shows already. Three wrestling TV shows. Okay? I believe they also have two podcasts. Uh, They've got, what, four pay-per-views a year? Or five pay-per-views a year? Which I don't have an issue with the pay-per-views, by the way. I think that's a good, solid number for pay-per-views. And now they're going to have a fourth TV show. They're going to be producing two, six... Uh, seven to eight hours of TV a week. Um, yeah, what, 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 they have uh, AEW Dark Elevation that it, that's on Monday nights on YouTube, and they have AEW yeah. Dark that's on Tuesday nights on YouTube. Is that not on the net? No, it's not on the network, but it's still a television show. Now, so the word is that. Um, they wanted to have them go to three hours. And AEW said, we'll do a third hour, but we don't want to do three straight hours. Well, that's fine and well, but I want to, I want to, I want to do a little, uh, time for a little history lesson with Double A. So. You need to put that intro. I, I should, right? So. Actually, can we can we just put play some music in the background uh, while Double A? Uh, hold on, let me see here. Um, hold on, let me let me. I'll I'll play something in the background. Uh, uh, production uh, music. Let me see here if we can just have something very upbeat and very. Uh, so so here's your little history lesson from Double A regarding wrestling and television in late 1997 Turner executives went to a man named Eric Bischoff and said we want another wrestling show in addition to the third hour you're now producing for Nitro Okay, and we want it to be live and we want it to be as good as Nitro and Eric was like okay I really don't think we should do another wrestling program because it's going to dilute the product and it's going to make things difficult for us to keep up I don't care do it anyway okay and on January 8th 1998 WCW unveiled the very first episode of Thunder on TBS Right. Some th- some three years later, WCW went out of business. Now I'm not saying that it's because of Thunder, but that was the proverbial beginning of the end when they debuted Thunder, because at the time, for those that that are a little rusty with your history lesson. Let's take a trip down memory lane on what television shows was WCW producing every week. You had Nitro, three hours live on TNT. You had two hours of WCW Saturday night on TBS at 6.05, which was the mothership, if you will. 
on TBS at 9 o'clock on Saturday mornings was the main event. And on Sundays at 5.05 was WCW Pro Wrestling. We take we go over off cable television and you go into syndication and, and in most cases in every market in this country on Sundays got a brand new episode of WCW Worldwide Wrestling. So right there you had five first run television shows that had original wrestling content on it each and every week. That doesn't include the time when WCW had the Power Hour and WCW Prime, which both ended in the mid-90s. So now you bring on WCW Thunder, and the provision was, the caveat and the, the exception, Eric got his way in the sense that if I have to do WCW Thunder, I need you to take main event and WCW Pro off my plate. And that's why WCW main event, I think, went off the air at the end of 97. And I believe WCW Pro ran through the middle of January in 98. And that's that's when you only had your four TV shows. But still, WCW is pr- producing four television shows with first-run wrestling matches. Okay? Saturday night, shot in center stage in Atlanta. Worldwide shot down in Universal Studios, and then you had Nitro and Thunder, which were touring across the country. Eventually, the product got diluted. Turner executives got mad, demanded that new people were hired to run WCW, i.e., Vince Russo came in, tanked the ratings, and then Warner executives. Time Warner executives wanted nothing to do with pro wrestling and sold the promotion to, w, to Vince McMahon. Now, Time Turner Broadcasting doesn't own AEW. AEW has a 10-year contract with, with, uh, with Turner Broadcasting. But you're going to tell me that Rampage uh, is going to be uh, this great big show, and it's going to be good for AEW, and AEW is going to just dominate cable television going forward. Is AEW the highest rated show on TNT outside of basketball? I don't know. I know that uh, about a week ago, uh, it it was not last week, but I believe it was the week before, AEW was the number one show on cable for the night for that night that it aired. So, um, but then again, what is on Wednesday nights? Married at First Sight on Lifetime, and what else? By the way, did you see the reunion? Yes, I did. That damn Chris is a fool. <laughs> oh boy, crazy, man. Goddamn fool. <laughs> he said he's a goddamn fool. You want to beat up the preacher, man. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Married at first sight. But anyways. Married at first sight. Which is more intriguing than a lot of these other shows. Yeah, but now that I, can get as many seasons as it wants. That show gonna be on to the end of time. Yeah, the thirteenth season starts in July. And where are they going out of Texas in, in July? In Texas. And oh, and when that's a good job server. And in the in the uh, teaser for the season. 
one of the teasers is the groom telling the camera, I know her. So that's going to be interesting. <laughs> that's going to be interesting. Right. But anyways, so. That, that show going to go on like a safe level. Oh, man, that's. I love. My favorite, my favorite is when that uh, host asked the, uh, the girl Haley, she goes, so everybody's under the impression that you two slept together, and the reason why you never slept together again is because the sex was bad. Could you confirm or deny that? And she wouldn't answer the question. I thought that was very funny. Anyways, so... So, yeah, I don't know how they think that this is a, a coup for AEW. I really don't. Because, look, Impact was on TV for years, was on Spike and all these other channels for years and never got a second show. And I don't know, it's not because of that's Impact's doing. I'm sure there were, there, there probably was an offer for a second show, but but my goodness, I don't uh, I don't see what is the the allure that Time Warner is having with AEW to just throw them a second show and AEW is okay, no problem. Well, like I said, they wanted a three-hour show. And okay, so you tell me, you tell me that, you tell me, you tell me this then, Surfer, okay? They already produce six hours of TV a week, okay? I want you to tell me what's going to be different about this new hour of TV that's going to air on well, TNT. Hopefully they'll still wrestlers you not seeing where you're getting Chris Jericho and the Pinnacle every week. Would be nice, wouldn't it? Or maybe, just maybe, I don't know, the idea of a draft might come up. And you know what? It'll be called an original idea by the Marks because, you know, it's never been done before in wrestling. Listen, I'm not shitting on AEW, but I think this uh, new TV show is a bad idea. I really do. For the for the good of the promotion, they're growing too fast. They they are growing too fast. I think we gotta we ought to wait and see. Surfer, you tell me. Did Impact deserve a second television show at some point? That was Impact. No. Did Impact deserve a second television show at some point? No. Why? And the reason why, well, because as much as they tried, Impact was looked upon as either WWE rejects they was trying to elevate again. And <laughs> hey, like the came out on pay-per-view league, get it right. Their own stars, they, they stop pressing. I, I agree with what Lee said. The show going up in ratings Listen, I, no, 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 cool no, no, no. I don't think double A would even. No, 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 no
listen, you, there's a lot you of things. You can't run at a Hulk Hogan if he's not wrestling. No. I, here's here's where Impact failed. Bringing in Hogan and Bischoff was, was not good, but they did it anyways. The problem with Impact was is that they, they were stuck on those two hours every week, and that's it. That's all they could do. They couldn't do anything else. A second show would have benefited them more than people want to give them credit for. I firmly believe that. But AEW, I don't think AEW needs a second show. They've already got two other shows that they progress storylines on. And you've got John Moxley and Chris Jericho and all these people wrestling on those shows. So I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, if, if I had my druthers, I would remove the third hour of Raw. Thanks. Keep the draft the way it, keep the draft the way it is. Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. They're two hours every week. You've got your third your 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 B show, which would be a main event, and I would leave it at that. WWE doesn't need any more than that. But in but but AEW, a fourth show and they're not even two years in, for what? You see, you see what Lee takes. Exactly, exactly. That's why Bishop said it was too saturated. I'm speaking for the good of the promotion here. When there'll be a time, there'll be a time when when AEW is going to need a second A show, but that time isn't now. Oh, and then on the on the on the uh, on the um, while we're speaking of AEW, was it was revealed this week? Ha ha! What a surprise that the. EVPs, the executive vice presidents of All Elite Wrestling are not seeing eye to eye and they're not on speaking terms right now. For those of you that don't know, the executive vice presidents are Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks. So all of them not talking to each other. Right well, now. the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega are on one side and Cody's on the other. What did they expect was going to happen? I don't know how in and out thing, but it does seem like Cody's more interested in making sure the business get over as opposed to the Kenny and the Young Bucks getting themselves over. Exactly. And I think, but but here's the problem. Here's the problem with that uh, surfer. Kenny and the Young Bucks are interested in getting themselves over, and that's evident. And by the way, by the way, somebody made a valid point that uh, Impact Wrestling should be um, embarrassed to have their champion on AEW television Uh, running away like a coward and losing matches. That's number one. Number two, um, 
the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega putting themselves over Baby. is very is very different from Cody Rhodes, who puts the business over, but Cody Rhodes doesn't get out of the spotlight because he's a lot like guess who? His daddy. He wants to be his daddy. I'm sorry, Cody. There's only one Dusty Rhodes. I don't care how many how many passionate promos you cut in the ring. I didn't even watch that promo that he cut in the ring a week or two ago. I don't give a damn what he said. But all I saw online were people saying, that's a great promo. He was channeling his hard, his inner hard times with that promo. Give me a break. He's, he's trying to be too much like Dusty. <laughs> be yourself, damn it. I can't blame him for that. I mean, but hey, the network is demanding. Then the network flat out went to AEW and asked them to produce another television show. So I don't know what the hell, but they 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 don't seem to be fighting it. So they could have said no. Wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nothing, nothing or take come out of good ever came out of three hours of wrestling. Or, or why not take one of these other shows that they're day. already producing? On a weekday at that. Exactly. Yeah. On a Friday night, by the way, Friday night. So it's going to be, I believe, it's Friday nights at. Uh, I don't know if, if I read the presser correctly. It's going to be Friday nights at, at ten o'clock, I think. So it's going to air after SmackDown. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. That's not AEW's yeah. fault for 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 the network pushing them, but they should not be jumping jumping through hoops either to please the network. And wanting to produce another television show. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They don't need it. No, 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 no. The WWE... this This is where the difference is between AEW and WWE. WWE, when the U.S., when, um, when, when NBC Universal went to WWE and said, hey, we want another television show, they took a television show that they already had produced. They didn't create a new TV show. They just took an already established show and put it on the USA Network. Yeah, but they, you know, they they, they thought they'd come with Fox once. Yes, but they took an established show. They didn't create a new show for Fox. Yeah, SmackDown, right, SmackDown was already there. They created SmackDown... For what UPN? Yeah. Actually, it was uh, yeah, what UPN? You're right. That was, yeah. that was before. This SmackDown air on CW when they changed it. It was. CW? It went from UPN to CW to uh, to my Stop network. Up. My yeah, my network. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
then it kind of went back to CW, didn't it? No, it went to Sci-Fi after that. No, Sci-Fi. And it stayed on Sci-Fi, yeah, yeah. and then and then it moved, and then it moved to uh, to the USA Network. Right. It was on the USA Network for about five years, and uh, no, not at, they they didn't go live until probably like two years after being on the USA Network. And they went live, for and then they went live, season. and then went live because they moved to Tuesday nights. And that was at the request of the network. But again, they didn't produce a new TV show for the network. They took an established show and just moved the night. They took NXT off the WWE network and put it on the USA network because the US because USA wanted a new wrestling show. Right. So um you know, I understand why, for example, when um, when uh, WGN America had superstars, I believe they had also signed a deal with Ion to air WWE main event. By then, super, Superstars was not doing that good. Why wouldn't they have just revamped Superstars and take it to... Uh, to um, to Ion TV, but that's because at that time, WWE had international television contracts for all these other uh, for all in all these other countries to air superstars. So they had to fulfill those contracts, you know. And in addition, I'm, you know, it's, it's complicated. TV's complicated, but it's just complicated. But there's no reason why AEW could not have just taken. Dark Elevation, which they just premiered a couple of weeks ago, and made made it uh, their new show, or Dark whatever. But yeah, guys, take it over for one second. You and Surfer talks amongst yourselves. Well, we can talk about the elephant in the room, the damn zombies over the weekend. What the hell that was about? And whoever I did that was, they need to get fired, fired, fired. In the words of Keenan. Promote that little movie. Damn that, Surfer. Every idea and a good idea. And see, that's what I don't like about these corporate boardrooms and exec meetings. Ain't nobody stand up and say, man. It it was just a thing that they dressed up as zombies to promote the movie. And they were still acting like so, regular people. Why are you rationalizing this? There's no rationalization for it. If it was just a thing, if there was a zombie dressed up as a, it was regular people just playing lumberjacks. That's one thing. But to act like it was real zombies trying to eat both wrestlers and then consume, so, like swarm the men after he loses, that's where it went too far. There was no need for that foolishness. And that's why people don't respect the product today. Because they do crazy crap like this. You got Chris Jericho clowning your product. Which, you know, he's a former world champion of your company. Like, you, at that point, you're a laughing stock, man. 
I mean, it's only so far people. And then, not only that, after that, you got two world title matches after that. That's terrible. Was trying to uh, deflect but from the fact. But he's white. Okay, still. He was trying to deflect from the, from the fact that that little blood and death match they had was horrific. But it still wasn't and about and bringing and zombies on. People was criticizing that match all the way up until the zombie match. And he so, took that as an opportunity to deflect from what people were saying about but, his match. But if you, like I said, if you have a person with knowledge in the room, when that idea comes out, you can just say, no, nah, man, we, we're not going to do We're actually a professional wrestling show and organization. Nothing AEW can do will be for the remainder of the time that they open up how will trump that. That's a low point. You bring free if it was Halloween. Okay, cool. If AEW wouldn't have took the money and did the same thing, you'd be kidding yourself. Bruh, I don't believe somebody with a professional wrestling integrity and background would have said no. No, we don't want. We don't want. Hell no! All surfing. One thing about money: all money ain't good money. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Is how old as it is? No, that that's the that's the issue. They they haven't been making toy money in over a year. Not to mention the money. WWE don't need. WWE ain't hurting for no money, sir. They could have turned that money down and not look like a laughing stock. WWE, by the way, not not. First of all, WWE has actually made more money during the pandemic than they did the previous year when they were torn because they were losing money on the house shows. Thank you. There's no excuse for that. I was insulted as a old school wrestling fan. That the fact that you bring freaking zombies out on a pay per view and then have two world title matches after that. And with that, we say hello to the Impact player, Mr. Philip J. Rea. He's probably getting chased by zombies, too. Yeah. Hey, punk. And no, I'm not. I was getting chased by zombies. Everybody's back to work today in New York. I mean, I mean, I, I, we, 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 we told Lee, we were. One thing that we did during this pay per view. On uh, we started a new thing between me, Lee, and Tony C. Was we started doing voice ch- voice uh, messages. So there are some pretty good commentary on some of those voice messages. But one of the things was, I think Lee questioned where the hell did these zombies come from, and I said that must be a, right. that must be a New York thing because they're doing it for Damian Priest or something. Like there's zombies in New York, but I don't know. Phil, correct me if I'm wrong. Are there zombies in New York? That's yeah, he's from New York. Yeah, no, but are there zombies in New York? Oh, all the time. Oh, see. It was funny because um, we recorded to tomorrow's show Sunday night. Um, During so, the pay per view, uh, uploading it now as we speak. But we had to. We were watching the pay per view as we were on, you know, on mute while we were. So all of a sudden, Jason goes, "Those fucking zombies!" I'm like, yeah, thriller zombies at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was pretty insulted myself. As you should be. That's what I'm saying. Like, come on, man. Product always suffering. 
I just say if it was just them dressed that way and that was it, I could overlook it. But did they nice. start acting like they were zombies in the world? That, that's a little stretch. There's a, there's a difference between suspending your disbelief you know right and I think and, and I think yeah and I think that you know we've seen we've seen a surfer we've seen enough dumb shit wrestling you know in our very long lives right now at this point to know that you know a long wrestling watching live is a team uh, to know that this was this was insulting not even like it wasn't even like halfway decent you, you know how you first right. of all how you yeah how you even do a lumberjack match with Tom and because, right. of, because of those goddamn zombies, Miz tore his ACL. Yeah, d- for real? D- d- yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Come the plug, on, just man. a plug of shit. Right, you got one. That of was the whole the goal. The honky tonk man, shit, man. Everybody got time for this, man. I yeah, man. I like <laughs> wasn't right. <laughs> for real and that's anybody would have did it it ain't just w- if AEW would have did it TNA over uh, you uh, know, if anybody would have done it 38 years and then, uh, then on top of that you throw in that terrible commentary from Adnan Verk if we right. can give Turner shit for bringing Robocop onto a pay-per-view absolutely you know, then we can definitely give like them a, shit like uh, I told if it was Halloween if it, this was October Okay, I get it. Not even, sir. I Not even, Tony. No, no, no. I'm just saying, double A, it would make more sense. Okay. You know, it's Halloween time. Good. It's, okay. Yeah, cool. that's, 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 that's fair, Tony. That's you know what I'm fair. saying? It's Halloween time. But in the middle of May, and like Phil said, the promoter of B movie that's going on Netflix. Yeah, that whole thing. <laughs> by the way, that whole thing with Batista doing the opening promo <laughs> threw me off completely. There was no yeah, was, need. Even Batista said it was done bad, and he he's the one benefiting from that. How? Oh, ain't nobody not going to watch that movie. But now, if anything, I don't want to watch the movie now. Don't watch that movie because they like zombies. Some people like Zack Snyder, and they got Netflix. Okay, so, so when The Rock was first entered into the Fast and Furious franchise, name the time he came out there in a damn car or that tank truck that he was driving. <laughs> Not a once. And he been in, what, three or four Fast and Furious movies when he came back to wrestling. They didn't need, need to advertise like that. If he came back at, what was that, uh, Survivor Series when he team with Cena for the first time, if he'd have drove out there in the Hobbs truck, that would have made more sense. Okay, we get it. It's Hobbs. But Batista? You know, what are you talking about? That was Survivor Series against Miz and Morrison. I mean, right. Miz and, uh, Miz Miz and, and uh, That was there. I was there for that. Right. Right. But he, 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 okay. Maybe John Cena will come out in a car. He already did that though at a WrestleMania, so we didn't see that. He got them z- <laughs> Hey, they jumped the ring. Oh, by the way, this whole thing of uh, this this plain thriller in the background. I don't know if you guys right. hear it. But this is playing in 8D audio. <laughs> is it is it going from one speaker to the next for you guys? Is it going from left to right? 
let me let me turn it What's off. That? Listen, tell me if it's going from one side to the next. No, you. You hear it going from side to side? I can't tell. You can't tell. Mm-hmm. In my in my headphones is going side to side. Apparently, it's 8D audio. I've never heard of this before in my life, but mm-hmm. I don't know. But anyways, um, but the point of it is, if yeah. Cena would have, uh, if Rock would have rolled out in the Hobbs truck and Survivor Series, Phil would be like, <laughs> "What the hell?" But I get it. Right, right, right. I just, you know, it, it was just insulting, you know. It was, it was right. no rhyme or reason to it, but the plug is shitty movie. Distasteful. Yeah. But a distasteful you know, match a lot of stock in, 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 throwbacks to Steve. When, when the, when the Yeti came down that aisle at Halloween having 95, I knew what it was about. <laughs> He's the part of the Wait. Dungeon of Doom. It was right. Halloween Havoc on top of that. Shock. I do why, you know? Right. <laughs> but these damn zombies suffer. You can't put lipstick on a pig, so I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was the biggest talk- Charlotte. Right. Charlotte's web, <laughs> absolutely. Uh-huh. And then you say, uh-huh. well, they need the money. No, the hell they don't. They could have gave that. They could have gave them spots to the other wrestlers, and then to have zombies come on. And then after that, we got two world title matches. But y'all just saw zombies. <laughs> and missed out for and missed out for yeah. Right. Why? Why, the, why the zombies ain't try to come and eat uh, Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns? They should have ate Bobby Lashley to death. I know, right? I mean, <laughs> the Miz is the only person worth eating out of the whole building. Oh, man. Oh, he probably takes off. <laughs> oh, that was a good one, Booch. I got you. I got you. Quick on your toes. Can you imagine them zombies chasing I, I, Paul Heyman around that ring? A surfer might be funnier on Thursday nights. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, get him off me! Get him off me, bro! Get him off me! Get him off me! <laughs> I gotta oh, tell God. you, I gotta tell you everybody. though. I used to hear him screaming for everybody. Hey, Oh, I, Heyman's the uh, the best screamer in wrestling. Let me tell you. That's what I'm saying. So, if you see hopping around, they came trying to run from the zombies, man. That's that would have been priceless television. I'm just saying. Oh my they, god! They, I gotta yeah. tell you, I follow I follow MVP on Instagram. He's he's a cool cat, man. He's oh, got yeah. some good stuff. He he's a very very and he's very interactive too. Like other kinds of musicians and actors and actresses and stuff like that. I really I really like you know. I'm on, I don't you know I don't follow on the wrestlers on the regular on the regular Instagram. I don't have to show one, but I, I follow him on my regular Instagram. And it's like. He's he's a cool cat, man. I like it. I like it. Yeah, so do I'm I. I'm just saying. He's probably the best. I think I said this on Sunday. I think he's the best. He's the best character in wrestling in WWE. I should say, aside from Roman Reigns and the and the Paul Heyman thing. MVP's probably the best character gimmick, whatever word you want to use in WWE. Right man, half amazing. Yep. 
Can you imagine if one of them zombies or all them zombies would have cost Roman Reigns the universal title? Man, Paul Heyman would have. Paul Heyman would have gotten litigious. Absolutely. And he would have sued the hell out of that WWE movie for negligence and all sorts of things. But no, I um, yeah, that that was the only downside of that pay per view, to be honest with you. But it was a big downside. It was a big downside, and it was the opening <laughs> match on top of it. So, uh, so yeah, two world title matches after that, and we see the zombies no more. Good title matches too. There was a lot there. There was other. There was other title matches, but I'm saying that that was a, that was like a big downer for that pay per view. Absolutely. Big. Salute Ray Mysterio for, you know, him and Son for for, for cashing in his chips. Yep, father and son did it. Oh my God! And now, during and that, that's the same kick, boy that was at SummerSlam, what ninety? No, SummerSlam two thousand five. Well, let, right? Let's see. Let's see if we can. I want to see if I can find the audio of Lee. Uh, complaining about. Uh, oh yeah, he Ray, was Ray Mysterio. He oh, was livid. Hold on, let me let me go back he was here. Very, he was, was very livid about Ray Mysterio when them tag team title. Um, where is? It? Damn! Did the Yankees throw another no hitter today? No. Oh no! Okay, that dude from the Tigers did. Okay. That's six, man. The modern. I think the modern record is seven. This is what. Hey, I'm doing that on the pandemic. All the juice in the balls. Apparently, they Rawlings. I don't know how true this is, but apparently, because MLB has a has a deal with Rawlings to make the balls and like things. Yeah. But apparently, they're wound too tight now. They they juiced them a little bit. Apparently. But I don't know. They ain't nobody hitting though. I can tell you that. Oh. Because they ain't been practicing. They've been at the house chilling, man. I'm gonna tell you something about this pandemic. It didn't show a lot of these guys what they're doing in free time. Yeah. And they be chilling, Here, getting paid. Apparently, Tony C. at one point said that these zombies should be doing the thriller dance. And, Absolutely, uh, I did. That'd be pretty dope, though. And, and here's what Lee said. That. Here's what Lee said. So you a fool, yo. Not the, you a fool. Not the hard talk, man. But you know what? I'd actually would have gave them props if they did the thriller dance. I wouldn't even knock WWE if they pulled that off, yo. I probably would have said something funny at first, or after that, I'd have gave him props. So, so yeah. Now, I, I'm trying to find the Rey Mysterio thing, though, because he was like, I can't believe he was this. Livid. He was He was pissed. Well, I had to pause it, because once... Oh, it was Dominic's awful. It wasn't even oh, that. It was man. the fact that, that Ray probably demanded... Finessed his way into a tag team title round. That poor kid's had to learn a front slash, man. And Lee, was, Lee always felt sorry about uh, for Ray. You know, when he didn't get his rematch in 2011, stuff like that. See, I told you. <laughs> told you about Ray. He, he actually said, I felt sorry for him when he got launched into the side of that damn trailer. I said, why? <laughs> he threw him like a dart. It's a little Larry Smith, though. But uh, and now Hell in the Cell is on the horizon. Everybody give it up for a gimmick pay per view, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they can get the same heat, uh, the same kind of match they got uh, 
uh, Roman and uh, Jay with Roman and Jimmy. This is my thing. Who, Phil, and I was telling Cypher, who the hell be in these board executive meetings when they be coming up with the concepts of this crap that don't stand up and say, you know what? I don't think we should do this. Yeah, like, we, we for not, real. But we've been talking about this for a couple of years, though, Tony. Right. But like this, this whole, Yeah, no. Well, I'm talking about as a group throughout the last at least at least seven or not eight years. It's like this disconnect with um with the with the writing and like you know and, and you know, like I was telling you guys just a couple months ago when we jumped on the radio. It was like they're not even they're not even traveling right now. She has all this free time with you. At least put your shit to work, man. Put your minds to work. Go up with something. Go up with some better topics, better scenarios. Like, this, this is my thing, dismal. This is dismal. Gimmick pay per views didn't work back in you know in our heyday. Why the hell do what did you think? Like, okay, take a cave with a casket match. Nobody stood up in the production meeting and said, "Hey, I think we should have all casket match pay per view." <laughs> Okay, I found I found some some. We st- I asked if Ray uh, wears his mask in public, <laughs> and Lee's response was, "But of course, when you look at Ray, he's not wearing his mask correctly. It's covered everything except for his mouth and his nose." Okay, we were talking about if he if he's one of those anti-mask people. Or Ray Mysterio. Phil, I'm at the point right now where we don't need 12 pay-per-views. I think we need to go back to the back in the day where the we only had like five or six. <laughs> right. Go back to the big four, man. Go back to the four. Big four. As much crap as AEW gets, they only do three or four a year, man. And that's the beautiful thing at this point. It more, is. Less is more at this point. Yes. Yes, it is. They can't give up the money. Oh, so. And you always go back to the money. All money ain't good money. You may be, listen. I, I don't disagree with you, but since WWE is a publicly traded company, they have to make money. And I'm sure they would make money on four pay per views, maybe but, six. Yeah. Cut it in half. But surf, okay, but surfer, they, they, surfers, don't, they don't sell pay per views really anymore. Yeah, right. they don't. They, yeah, you ain't making no money off that now. Except for me and Right. And not even that. Who the hell is buying? I wanted. I want to know who the hell is still <laughs> buying these pay per views. <laughs> Who's spending seventy bucks on an HD version of Fastlane? Right. Thank you. But tell me that, Surfer. Riddle me that, Batman. Who? Old people that don't know how to uh, use the damn lie. They're going on the Peacock app for that. Spend $40 on a $50 pay per view. I'm telling you, there's nobody on there with a cable top box on a set on a TV with rabbit ears ordering a $70 pay per view. Honey, don't forget. There's a pay-per-view tonight, so make sure we have dinner early. No, there's none of that is going on, Surfer. Oh, honey, honey, uh, you need something from the store, honey? Can you bring back some Doritos? Backlash is on tonight. Exactly. 
<laughs> I called my. I, we have to call the paper. Oh, uh, dear! Don't forget that today you need to call the pay per view provider and order us uh, uh, the next WWE pay per view backlash. It's two. It's two weeks away. It's two weeks away, but we want to put in the order now. Pre order. You got a pre order backlash. They don't. Server. Don't justify it. No. They're just greedy. That's, and that's and I'm going to tell you something else. I'm going to tell you something else. Most, most, if you have a cable system, okay, most cable systems now have the, you know, have gone to the digital boxes and, and things like that. And inside your digital box, okay, you have access to these apps, Netflix, Peacock, whatever. And you don't need a smart TV anymore to do... Some of these things. In some cases, uh, your cable is enough. So, Surfer says people still calling their local cable provider. Yeah. (laughs) For availability. (laughs) Turn the entertainment. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. But real, man. For real, man. There's no need for 12 pay per views, though, bro. I'm sorry. The biz, them days is gone. Yeah, they're long gone. If you were telling a good story on on at least Maybe. one of the brands, at least one of the brands, if you were telling more than one story on, the, on one of the brands, uh, why can't they do right. split pay per views again, though? I, I, you guess as good as mine, boss. I, I, I agree. I agree. They should do split paper. They should do split pay per views, and NXT should be getting a pay per view draw every once in a while. And I'm not talking about a takeover special. I'm talking about a full blown pay per view. So you say my son's getting my son's getting. My son's getting Todd Pettengill's birthday this year. Look at that. It is. <laughs> Absolutely. But not on pay-per-view. No, no it's uh, in your house. Yeah. Well, so you say do six uh, SmackDown, six Raw, and then or whatever, like that. or whatever. Four and four, and the other four pay-per-views are the big four where they combine. Yeah, or well, you like uh, bring back the women's thing, maybe Evolution. You could do that every year. You could, I mean, you could just, I mean, there's a bunch of things you could do. It's just that they, they're not, it's, just, it's stagnant. And you can still have a gimmick pay-per-view. However. I hate the gimmick pay-per-view. Listen, you can still have a gimmick pay-per-view. However, there should only be, there should only be one of those gimmick matches per show. See, I hate Chambers. Chambers is my least favorite. Yeah, I don't like Chambers. Chambers is my favorite. It makes the most sense. Now, Hell in a Cell, as a whole pay-per-view. No, as a whole pay per view, that's even, terrible. Right, because no. they're not even rivalries. But one that, Hell in a Cell match in the pay per view is okay. Right. You know, you know how Starcade was synonymous with the scaffold match. Yeah. Hell in a Cell should be exclusive to like SummerSlam or Survivor Series or something. It should be exclusive to one of the big people. Yeah. Or like War Games. That or... match. Yeah. Right. The match being yeah. right. Well, that was the bash. Ball was... brawl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The bash, and then the move yeah, to Ball brawl. Yeah, the great American right. bash. Yeah. The war game. Exactly. Right. If you will. Yeah. And I heard what you said man. about Cody. I'm done with that. What was that? I heard what you said about Cody. I'm, I can't. I just want to pick you back up for like 30 seconds. I mean, pretty soon he's going to come in. Pretty soon he's going to start saying that. <laughs> he said that. 
I can't I can't stand this dude. I can't either. I'm sorry. I got soured on him early on, but I'm extremely soured after his wife got pregnant and they had the the gender reveal on television and all that. That really killed it for me with him. What they're doing with him is they bring him out. He's fighting the big fight. He loses. He loses. Well, no, he'll win the match. He'll get jumped by the next opponent, play the martyr, and then beat that dude. Whose dick is he like, it's, it's, sucking over there that's at all TBS? He does. That's all he does. Jesus. That's all he does. His... Every time he gets beat, he gets jumped by somebody. Did his dad one day, listen, Cody, if you ever one day get your own promotion and you end up on TBS like your daddy was, I got to tell you, damn Turner people, they don't play. <laughs> Right. Once in a while, yeah. you might have to suck a little dick here and there to get your way. Mm. You know the difference between Dusty and Cody? People fucking pay to see Dusty. People turned on TBS to watch Dusty. Ain't nobody turned on TT. I don't think. Yeah, I I don't. A British fucking boxer. No, I I I. The people that are tuning in to watch Cody on TNT are the people that are still picking up their phone to order a pay per view. Yeah. Honey, grab the phone and fancy it. Wait, we gotta call. We gotta call Spectrum. I mean, we gotta call Time Warner. I mean, it was on this very same show that Surfer. It's on this very same show that Surfer said that people watch sitcoms in a bar. (laughs) No, he said television programs. Television programs. (laughs) (laughs) He said what? Television program. That was hilarious. Surfer logic never fails. I will say that. Oh, yeah. His logic never fails. You're right about that. I'm so right about that. I've been in bars with people. It's not sports on regular TV. I've been there too, Surfer, but I'm saying 99% of the bars do not have a sitcom on. They have a sports show on. You know? That's why there's ESPN Classic and and all these other networks out there. Oh, CM Punk comes back and saves WWE. Oh, that's another thing. If 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 Phil Brooks shows up on AEW, <laughs> I'm telling you that promotion is doomed. Well, it's Phil, already doomed. They asked for an extra hour on an old channel. Phil Brooks so should you know be should have works. nothing to do with pro wrestling anymore. Period. I salute Phil Brooks, man. That's all I have to say about that. Now, uh, people, he wasn't that bad of a guy. AEW. So, how long before we get the biography of uh, Phil Brooks yeah. story? Uh, when when he feels comfortable enough talking in front of a camera, <laughs> that's going to be a dark side of the ring. We got oh. Shawn Michaels already, people. Yeah. People now love Shawn Michaels again. So okay, let's you know? let's let's talk about the three different doc. Let's talk about the three different documentary styles that are out there right now. We've got Dark Side of the Ring. We've got AEW or not AEW A and E, and we've got the WWE documentaries that are out there. So I want to start. Let me start with the RVD documentary that I have not watched in its entirety yet. That's available on Peacock, but. The first five minutes in, they're talking about RVD and his love for pot. Uh, 
Gotta talk about and I was like, really? That's how we're going to kick this documentary off? you damn right. And, uh... Again, That's what got him in trouble. He said it saved his life. He said it saved his life. That's what he said. And, and cost him a title ring, and, but okay. Yeah, I haven't gotten to that part of the documentary <laughs> yet. Uh, cost him two title rings, matter of fact. But let's talk about the uh, A&E documentary of Shawn Michaels. I thought it was well done. Of the all the documentaries that have aired on A and E so far, I thought the Shawn Michaels one was done the best. Okay. Hold on, Double A. Mo, uh, Michael Shawn Hickenbottom. What is that? Hickenbottom. Yes. Hickenbottom. I'm dead. Yeah. When I found out that dude's name was Hickenbottom, you're which a little, I never knew. Yeah, but you're late to the party on that one. Yeah. Well, hey, you, I mean, uh, you're, you're I, I thought wrestling the was real. Yeah. The only thing with the A&E awesome. stuff, though, was like, the only thing with the A&E stuff was like, a, a lot of stuff, you, there's nothing I didn't know. Yeah, it's nothing already, I didn't except know. For, except for the gorgeous George stuff I didn't know about. The dad I didn't know about the, with the her and all camera thing. And yeah. The alleged stalking and, you know, the, them doing ecstasy. And stuff, that I didn't know. Yeah. The, I was um, married to a nitro girl. Yeah. I, I, I knew didn't that. know about that. I knew that. Yeah. Ooh, I knew that. Oh. So him, DDP, and Booker T all married Nitro girls, huh? Yes. Basically, yeah. Yes. Um, the Booker T documentary was, eh. The, I liked it. The, the Shawn Michaels one, of all the documentaries, that one was the best one so far. You didn't like the Piper one, boys? The Piper one was okay. I thought it was very slow, the Piper one. And they left a lot out. You know, a lot, of, a lot of... A lot of the a lot of the kids on the, that you know that joined the channel was that they were talking about on, on Friday night. They were talking about the um about how they would get it was a it was uh, the Savage and the Piper were were bad like being a bad like that they were getting like a bad rap. Savage got the I bad disagreed. rap the most. I disagreed. I disagreed only because I don't think WWE would put their stamp on the biography. Allow them to, to destroy the, the 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 subjects of the of the, of the documentary. I guess well, you know the Ultimate Warrior going to get crapped on. Is this coming well, week? So I want to see what's going to be said there because Vince is on this one. Mm-hmm. Right, but they but the E, they, they see they, they they made a terrible one about him. Then they, they, they when he died, they made they made a better one about him because you know they made nice. I guess. And this one feeling been a, they finna tell the truth on this one. Let's see. He was hard to work with. I want to hear Vince up for money. I want to hear Vince tell that side of the story. <laughs> what the summer slam? I want to see that this uh, bastard came came up to me two hours before showtime and asked for an extra five hundred thousand dollars. That was really SummerSlam ninety one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm really enjoying those treasure episodes. So am I. I so am I. I thought this past week's uh, with Sergeant Slaughter awesome. was was pretty good. It was pretty funny because Bob Backlund was in character the whole time. Of course he. Is. Oh, it was so good. It was really good. I was a little bummed that they didn't find the television title with Booker T, but um, but hey, it is what it is. But they went they went to Dave Milliken's house though. Come on, man. with Jerry Lawler, yeah. That was pretty good. Ace the Ace of Belts, baby. That's right. He was um, on our show. He's a good dude. Um, you were. Now, we we skip on over to Vice and the real documentaries of Dark Side of the Ring. 
let me talk about the Brian Pillman one we talked about. It was very good. It was very well done. Yeah. The Nick Gage one. I never knew about this dude. Neither did I. But the first thing that uh-huh. the first words that came out of my mouth was, "This guy is not a pro wrestler." No, of course uh, not. I just want to say, I want to thank Vince McMahon and the WWE for bringing up the PG era. Because had wrestling evolved to what we saw last Thursday, there's no way I would give a damn about it. Oh no, I, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. If I if wrestling turned into what Dark Side of the Ring aired last week. I wouldn't be watching wrestling today. I would not put up with it. Deathmatch wrestling is. I'm going to make a comparison to to uh, to, to punk rock music, where punk rock music has a soft ska hardcore. And with hip hop, fucking bumble rap. You know, this kind of rap, that kind of rap. It's it, deathmatch wrestling is a soft genre. A cult following, if 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 I if I could, you know be so bold about it though, but I'm not saying it's great, but it 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 does have a cult following, and that's all because of Japan. Okay, and I'm going to tell you where what you said is was very eloquently said, and why Nick Gage is not a pro wrestler. He's not, but no, I mean he went to wrestling school. He trained. He's not a wrestler. He I, what what he does. Is not what Mick Foley and Terry Funk does. No, but Onita, but Onita did that. Moxley did what he did. I don't. I mean, what Moxley did, I don't think is uh, was wrestling either. And and by the way, they timed it perfectly. This episode of Dark Side of the Ring airs, and lo and behold, John Moxley shows up at a at a Game Changer Wrestling event over the weekend and uh, jumps uh, Nick Gage. To reignite their feud from their combat zone wrestling days. Well, well done. Well but, done. But I mean, I, he's, I mean, he's well. This guy's well respected. I mean, it's, it's insane how how over he is. It's you like know, the it's Juggalos. Insane, and he wrestle. It's like it. it's like the Juggalos. I don't I don't get it. Why do the Why yeah, do people like neither, the Juggalos? Neither. It's not wrestling, but whatever. But yeah, I was I watched it, and yeah, I watched it because with me. With me, I was curious about the David Arquette incident. And, uh, that was insane. David Arquette coming on there. David Arquette. This is why I love David Arquette. Okay? Did, Dave, you, see his, did you see his documentary? I didn't get to see it yet. I know it's oh, available you on got, YouTube. You watch but it. I'm going to watch it. I, here's why I love David Arquette, though. Okay? It's not David Arquette's fault that he was the world champion in WCW. The poor guy. He admits that, though. He, yeah, he admits that, and 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 you know he was put in a position, and he said, "Okay, whatever," and he did it, and he didn't realize that he was going to be the scourge of the wrestling community, and that's why he went out and tried to redeem himself as a pro wrestler. But I love when our the first words out of his mouth was, "My name is David Arquette, and I was the WCW <laughs> World Champion." <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, um, I, I just laughed at that, and and he was laughing at it too because he knows it's it's it sounds ridiculous. So he he gets it, he gets it, and that's why I don't have any beef with David Arquette at all, just for that alone. 
But um, but yeah, he gets into this match with Nick Gage, and Nick Gage went into business for himself. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, I I personally am not a fan of people who go into business for themselves. I really am not. And um, so that kind of, I was already like, Ugh. and this guy, you know, he knows he's got an early death, uh, a death sentence coming towards him, so. You know, he says, "If I die in the ring, great. He he'll be happy that he died in the ring." So I don't know. This guy's had a few near death experiences already. So, but tomorrow or tonight, I should say, while we've been on the air, they did the collision in Korea, and like I like I said at the start of the show, they show footage of Muhammad Ali showing a magic trick to Scott Steiner and Matt, and Scott Steiner being blown away by this magic trick. All he did was, you know, the trick where you put the the, uh, the the handkerchief in your finger and you make it disappear. He did that and Scott Snyder was like, oh my God. Like, you could see, like, he looked like a five-year-old of how impressed he was over a goddamn magic trick by a man suffering from, uh, what did he have, Parkinson's? From Parkinson's. Parkinson's, yeah. And Muhammad Ali. I want to hear Scott Yeah. A lot. They, Bischoff talks a lot in this document. Now, of course, I don't. I don't hear what he said because I've been doing the show. But Bischoff was on the screen a lot, obviously, because he was in charge of WCW. But uh, I saw Scott Norton, Bischoff, Antonio Inoki, Two Cold Scorpio, and Sonny Ono are all in this episode. So, um, so yeah, it'll be good. As soon as we get off the air, I'll probably go back and watch it. And um, and I don't know what next week is, but here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. A and E has an Ultimate Warrior documentary. Dark Side of the Ring this season also has an Ultimate Warrior documentary this year. So um, I'm curious to see what the Ultimate Warrior one is like, and who knows? Maybe they'll be back to back. They'll be on the same week. Who knows? Now I just like learning. I just like learning stuff. I don't so do I. I so do I. And by the way, any episode of Dark Side of the Ring with Jim Cornette in it is a bonus because Jim Cornette is is a historian. There's somebody put the analogy out the other day that they have no they 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 can't get enough of historian Jim Cornette. But the Jim Cornette who does commentary, like the, you know, the podcaster Jim Cornette, they have to turn off every so often because it's too much. But they can't. But you can't get enough of historian Jim Cornette, which I I'm the same way. I can listen to Jim Cornette tell stories all day long. But it's when he gets into the commentary and stuff, and and he puts this down, and he has to dissect this down to the down to the. You know, he, his shoelaces weren't tied. Um, he feels like I, he has an obligation. But he feels like he has an obligation. Yeah. He did a fan base on his podcast, and he just... I listen to him quite often. Yeah, I so he do I. Doesn't, he, he doesn't have... He doesn't have... He, all he does is talk... He he basically just doesn't... He just joins the crew. All yeah. of it. Yeah. All of it. Like, he, there's nothing he likes. And the fans love to hear him say it. Yeah. They love to hear him say it. Having a headline yeah. on a uh, WrestleMania. Yeah. 
It's like, how do you talk down to, you've held every, you're part of the reason why the evolution happened. You ran Ring of Honor for a while. You booked him in TNA. You booked for Vince. You booked your own stuff in Smoky Mountain. You booked in Ohio Valley with Danny Davis. It's like, you've done, you've, you've added to this. You've contributed to this madness. And the guys that you said were, were, were terrible are multimillionaires. Thanks, Kevin Owens. Thanks, Sami Zayn. Thanks, CM Punk. Thanks, Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. All the guys that you thought that were terrible are all fucking millionaires. Yep. By the way... But they'll never, they'll, they'll never melt anything. No. Never. By the way... Go ahead, Server. What were you going to say? I said, that's why he's sitting at home and not part of no organization right now. Well, he doesn't have to work. He's, he's he, making he, boatloads with the podcast, you. yeah. Um, I, I got to say something that we talked about during the pay-per-view, um, me, Tony C., and um, and uh, and Lee on um, over the weekend was that um, Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash was on this most recent um, A&E documentary about Shawn Michaels because they talked about the uh, curtain call, which, by the way, yesterday was the 25th anniversary of it. Um that as much as you might not like Kevin Nash, at least he's honest. He'll If he doesn't like somebody, he's going to tell you he doesn't like somebody. He doesn't sugarcoat it. He doesn't like Goldberg, my he's going to tell you he doesn't like Goldberg. My only problem with Kevin Nash is, is he's, a, he's a bit of a hypocrite. He is a hypocrite. What I mean by that is he'll tell you stuff didn't mean anything. Like, oh, the whole fake thing didn't mean Oh, this is me. They end up voting to me. You know, this, that, if they're like none of this stuff means anything. To him. It was all about money. Yeah. But yet you get you get them on these interviews, documentaries, and everybody's his best friend. Yeah. You now, know, so it's like self you know, over. <laughs> yeah, but it's like you know who did that too? What's his face did that? Uh, Jimmy Garvin. I love Jimmy Garvin. Loved him to death. Ronnie Garvin, not so much. But Jimmy Garvin, I love. Good thing they're not related. Jimmy Garvin went on a, on a recently, and he was like, a couple years ago, I mean recently, like two, three years ago. And he basically downplayed every single highlight of his career. Like, yeah, that was all right. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, that was cool. You were a fucking Freebird. Like, what do you mean that was cool? You were in the NWA. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you were in the fucking war games. You're Tower Doom. Like, you, you've done, you've won tag titles, like, how do you downplay his entire career? Just, but, I don't know. It, it, people are bitter, I guess, aren't you? I don't know if that's bitter. It's more of... I don't know how to explain that one, but I don't think it's But, bitter. like, listen, I, I get it. Like, we all have... Some people have jobs they don't like. They have jobs they have to go to they don't like because they, what they do with this one is, I get it. We grew up with family that, like, you know, I, I gotta go. You know, I have this job, this crazy, you know, the same thing for 30 years, 40 years, you know, mm-hmm. you, get a, you get a gold watch, you know what I'm saying? Kick him in the butt. But like, these, <laughs> Set him on the way. But these, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, these, but these dudes, like, a lot of them just downplay that, like, how, how, someone's paying you to talk about your career. Someone's paying you to sit in front of a camera to tell the fans about your career. And, all, and Nash does this all the time. And, people, and Rob Feinstein and the rest of these goons still give him money for it. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. You know, one that you I know? was watching recently, I, I, I didn't watch the whole thing. I've been watching just little clips because they've been popping up lately. Lately, is Jesse Ventura. 
And he... Let me see if I can find the the clip. He uh, said that Jim Ross had an issue with him. Okay? I mean, this is just Uh, one... This is just one thing that he said. I'm just bringing up. But he said that he had um, issues with Jim Ross in WCW. And that... um, And then when the guy... When the guy told him that Jr. that Jr. respected or uh, uh, not respected, he uh, Jr. Uh, took responsibility for not putting Jesse over. He says, "Oh, my opinion of Jim Ross has changed. He's correct. He didn't put me over." Let, well, here, listen to this. Broadcast with was Jim Ross. Why's that? I don't think he liked me. Really? Yeah, he wouldn't put over me. He he would never work with me. Hmm. I think he was angry because I was probably making four times the money he was, or ten times, who knows. Right. Jim Ross is the only guy I could never work with on the mic. Wow. Some accused you when working for WCW that you were just phoning it in. What are your thoughts on that? Phoning what in? They say that you weren't really, I guess, playing up your best mic skills, and obviously... Who's they? Maybe journalists, Dave Meltzer, guys like that. What the hell does Meltzer know? I'm, I'm not saying Dave in yeah. particular. So. Well, uh, no, I, I the, the critics. I, I'm not I, saying Dave knows. I, 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 maybe it was because WCW didn't have as good a co-anchors with me. Remember, it's a team thing, right? So maybe theirs weren't as good as me and Vince. Maybe the chemistry. Well, like I said, I wasn't as good because they gave me Jim Ross. He sucked, and you know why? He wouldn't put me over. He'd ignore me. I'd say something outrageous, and Ross would just ignore me. He wouldn't. He wouldn't work with me. Jim Ross, I'm going to read a quote. He said, uh, "I wanted Jr. and the body to be perfect, but we simply weren't." I'll take responsibility for that one. What are your thoughts on that quote from from Jim Ross? He did take responsibility for, I guess, not meshing well with you. He, he's an honest man. Then you just told me that. Yes. I have a new outlook on Jim Ross. Then just from that statement, because he is absolutely correct. Yeah, that's what he said. He is absolutely correct. Huh. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. And you know what? At least Jesse knows his place. You know? At least Jesse knows his place, and he's not as insane as Superstar Billy Graham is. Oh, well, that's a different story. Well, but that's the thing, though. These old times, they come on, and they... I mean, listen, I like this thing. I get it. All right, right? But let's be honest here. Jesse is Jesse because Jesse was right in the boom of it. The whole heel commentating thing, that was all him. That was him initially. Him, Lord Alfred. Lord Alfred Hayes was one of the best heel commentators ever back in the day. Yeah. You know, but Jesse was the one who was on TV with, 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 with Vince and Gorilla and Bobby Heenan and, and you know, that, 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 you know, NWA didn't have any of that stuff. No. It was Bob Cottle, for Christ's sake. Johnny Weaver. These guys weren't heel commentators. Tony Schiavone, you know what I'm saying? You weren't heel commentators. Yes, you're right. You're right. You know, so it's like Jesse... Listen, Jesse was on. It was in. You know, he was the guy at one point. So if he comes over here, and, 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 and if that's the truth, Jim didn't put him over, and then Jim takes the blame for it. I can see that happening. But Jesse was good in WCW. I like Jesse in WCW. I li- I didn't have any problems with Jesse in WCW either. I mean, he was only there for two years, but uh, but, but he, he called some good stuff. We called Steamboat and um. And Rick Rude, he called a lot of good he matches. He called a lot of good matches in WCW, so... Yeah. 
Um, now, the other big news story this past week uh, that happened on Friday, actually while Phil was on the air, the news broke that New Jack had passed away. And, um, you know, um, I can't say that I'm surprised um, in the sense yeah, you'll of... you tomorrow. No, I, yeah, I can't say that I'm surprised in, in the sense of... Uh, that he passed away. Um, I mean, it's sad that he passed away. Young guy, fifty-seven, I think, um, something like 58. that. Fifty-eight. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That he just had a heart attack and dropped dead. So, um, you know, it's it's sad when when you know people go. But I mean, his life was, uh, you know, was tumultuous yeah. from the get-go. So, I mean, he probably was. Not long for this world to begin with, and um, you know I, I hate to put it that way, but that just you know is the reality of the situation. Um, now I've I've told people that you know Talking Smack is a show that you know we got to keep our eyes on because there's a lot of things that is done on Talking Smack on Saturday mornings that is very uh, interesting and entertaining. But Paul Heyman, they got you know this is this show is taped generally after SmackDown goes off the air on Friday and then it airs Saturday mornings. So, um, they had Paul Heyman close out the show on Friday. Or, you know, close the show on, uh, close the show on Talking Smack, which aired Saturday morning. And this is what Paul Heyman had to say. I was asked before this show went on the air if I would like to say a few words about the passing of ECW original New Jack. And um, I avoid eulogies as best I can because every any time I'm faced with them the first thing that comes to mind is, hey, this sucks, and there's no good spin I can put on it. When I heard that New Jack had passed away, my hope was that New Jack had turned to his wife and said, hey, I'd like to read my own obituary. Call a bunch of people and tell them that I died. And then everybody's going to make a big fuss about it, and, and, I, and I'll read about my own life. And then at some point this weekend they'd sell a bunch of t-shirts and he'd sit there and go, gotcha. Because that's what what New Jack would do. And apparently it's not so. Which sucks. And usually when we would pay tribute to somebody here in WWE, we show a lot of footage of that person. And to be blunt, we can't show you a lot of footage of New Jack because he was the most non-PG performer in sports entertainment history. Because New Jack was a gangsta. And everybody who was a fan of ECW that came to see ECW, who watched ECW, knew that fact from the moment his music hit. And no, we never had rights to use his music. Why? Because as an organization, we were gangsters. And New Jack 
was the most gangsters of all of us gangsters. It's over 20 years ago. And anybody that ever saw New Jack perform live or heard him cut a promo understood just how real he was. <sighs> Jerome Young was quite an individual. And deep in his heart, he was every bit of New Jack that he could offer you. I wish you all a most extreme weekend. Gangsta style. And that's how they went off the air on Saturday morning. So, um, you know, I, I guess Paul Hammond would have been the best one, obviously, to say something. Um, I have not heard Jim Cornette's um, comments yet because uh, uh, New Jack, um, I don't want to say created, but New Jack, you know, was brought to the, I, I, I guess, for lack of better terms, the national spotlight in, in the wrestling world uh, in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And, um, and that was, you know, of course, because of Jim Cornette. So, um, I have to go back and hear his comments. Now, Paul Lee has a different spin on it because, you know, I think New Jack probably had the ability to be more uh, gangsta, as he says, in ECW than he could have been anywhere else. It's not, you know, um, it's no surprise that New Jack never appeared in WWE. Could He couldn't. Because, uh, as Paul said, he's he's the, was the most, you know, non-PG wrestler out there. Um, despite what Nick Gage says. And, um, you know, it's sad. It's sad that, that, that he's gone. Now, am I going to sit here and, and say that I was a New Jack fan? No, I'm not going to say that. Because I watched ECW, but I didn't watch it religiously. And I think I probably maybe saw a handful of New Jack matches in my lifetime. Um, I was, was very, at his debut in Philly. I was I was very aware of him though. I was very aware of him, and of course, you know the wrestling. The if you were a wrestling fan, everybody saw Beyond the Mat, and he was a a, a feature. Um, star in that movie where they try to get New Jack a um, an acting gig and those two scumbags in Hollywood you know try to ham it up and said that he was the next Denzel Washington hmm. whatever uh, but Phil you said you were uh, you were there at the ECW arena when he made his debut yeah, 1995, they were, Public Enemy was supposed to have a match, and they didn't have a match. Uh, I forgot the name of the card already. But they didn't have a match, and they were dancing in the ring with the fans. They used to do the the, the Hot Stepper song. That yeah. was their song. And uh, the gangsters came. And there's only a handful of people in the crowd that knew who they were because, again, no one really had Smoky Mountain on cable. Right. So, in, 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 in Philadelphia, of all places. Right. 
But if you were tape trading and you're with it, well, you were just like, wow. Like, this was, you know, because I, I remember, like, being a really big Public Enemy fan, not liking them at all. And I used to, I think it was my first time if I had a program. Mm-hmm. And I always had a pen with me. And I'd write down the results of the, of the, of the, of the card. So I can keep it in the program. You know, back in the day, um, a wrestling program would have, like, a magazine. And then a piece of paper inside the magazine. Uh, with the with the match listings, mm-hmm. and you check off who won, crossed out who didn't show up, and you know, caused something to change type of shit. But then with ECW, it was just a piece of paper with the uh, articles. It was no, there was no match listing. They only had a couple of matches. There were people who were showing up. Pretty much wrote, wrote down everything. So I, I still have the program with them showing up. Yeah, storage eventually. Barbed you know, wire story, hoodies but. and choke slams. It, it, choke slam frames from 1995. June 17th, 1995. There you go. Correct. And it was, um, again, like they didn't, like I just I remember that vividly. They didn't have a, and the main event was Cactus and Sandman in a Bob Wyatt match for the title, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, you are correct. I'm good memory, so. Yes, you are. So. It was, um, um, but yeah. the Broad Street, uh, the Broad Street Bully versus the New Jersey Devil. 16 that was the opening match. That was the yep. opening match. Uh, as Bobby Heenan would say, Mikey Shipwreck versus, uh, Val, P- Val Puccio. Big um, Val Puccio from the Bronx, 600 pounds. Yep. Uh, the Vampire Warrior, a.k.a. Gangrel against, uh, Hack Myers. The Shaw, yep. Um, Tommy Dreamer, um, also wrestled the Vampire Warrior. Luna Vachon was Luna was in yep. his corner. Nine one one defeated uh, Jungle Jim Steele. Oh, that guy! Yeah. Uh, Beulah McGillicuddy defeated Luna Vachon. Yep. Uh, two on three handicap match. Two Cold Scorpio and Taz defeated the Pitbulls and Raven. Uh, and Rave. Oh wait, hold on. Defeated the Pitbulls and Raven, but it says here just Raven. Oh, a three-on-two. It was a three-on-two. You're right. Oh, here we go. It was Taz and Scorpio, the two, against the two Pitbulls and Raven. There you go. I was reading it incorrectly. So, uh, so yeah. And then, you, like you said, the main event, Sandman, with woman. With woman. Uh, defeated yep. Cactus Jack. If you look at, if you look at the, um, you look at the, the, um, the, the video of that, of that night, of the, mm-hmm. you could actually see on the TV side, apparently it is available uh, on the WWE Network. If you still have a WWE Network available uh, to uh, yeah. to see, but yeah, uh, but yeah. yeah. And, ba- and back then, um, you know, back then one night of wrestling was full of television. Yeah. So if you were on TV, you're on TV. Yeah, that's <laughs> that is correct. Right. But uh, so. but yeah, so uh, so yeah, I mean, it's sad, of course. I think New Jack. <laughs> New, New Jack's biggest uh, claim to fame in ECW, though, was uh, was an incident on November twenty third, nineteen ninety six, in Revere, Massachusetts, with uh, with a with a little known wrestler by the name of Mass Transit. Ah, uh, what a sin. And he we talk about all with yeah, all this all this tomorrow night. You guys, oh, it's a good they, episode. They carved he carved him up like uh, I mean we Nick Gage you know carved up uh, he he carved up uh, John Moxley with that pizza cutter. Boy, that would have been nothing compared to what New Jack 
did to uh, mass transit. But yeah, you're right. He carved yeah. him up like a like a like a Thanksgiving ham. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, they went over the mass transit incident on the New Jack episode of Dark Side of the Ring. I believe yeah. they did. The, the 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 only redeeming quality New Jack ever had was that he respected the, his craft enough that he never compromised. No, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. No. Yeah. Makes sense. So, so it was like, you know, like, even though he didn't make the big money, because if he would have compromised, he would have made decent money. But he never did. Yeah, right. So, you know, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I think one of the last things, I mean, we've been doing the show now, it's going to be 14 years in July. And um, one, one of the things I remember, one of the big stories we talked about at the time when it happened was when he got into a domestic relation, a domestic relationship spat. He had a domestic issue with Terry Runnels. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. and he got, he went to jail and I believe she went to jail. And, uh, I just remember we were laughing about the whole situation. Like how the hell did these two end up together? Yeah. I, I tell a funny story uh, on tomorrow night's show. I'll tell you, tell you. So, there you go. Um, there was a, there was a tank and I rest in peace. Or went we went to one of the um, lost battalion shows. The um, you know the ones in Queens that they had a bunch of them in Queens back in the day. Yeah, and I believe this was the last the last episode of Seinfeld. ECW did a a, a card call. Mm-hmm. So and that, and Tank and I were at that, so we're waiting to get in. And it's you know it's this old venue, and it's like it, it's almost like a small version of the Hammerstein balcony. The and New Jack opens the windows of this, and he's and like people are outside waiting, and he just destroying people on the line, <laughs> and then people are going back and forth. And so he looks up, he looks down, he goes, "I'm gonna come." To, and this kid in front of me was just kept shooting at him, and yelling at him, and screaming at him. He was. I'm gonna come down here, meet with two big motherfuckers next to you, and beat you up. Tank, Tank was like, "Yeah, come on down. We'll give you a hand." Away. Tank of all people, like the nicest guy in the world, was telling me Jack to come out. I think that was pretty funny. Oh, and he also beat the shit out of Gypsy Joe. That was another thing that. New well, Jack Gypsy did. Joe had a coup. Yes, he did. That, yes, that he dude did. was like seventy years old and didn't sell and was an asshole. He yeah. deserved to be. I'm yes, sorry. yes. Sorry. Um, yeah, screw that guy. Screw that guy. And I'm glad he came up with his kid too. Yeah. Well, he well he like apparently he, his his kid was trans is is trans, and uh, is there was what, an issue. Jack basically disowned the kid, but the kid basically just uh, put out a tweet or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I saw and that. that. You know, my dad was proud of me. And, you know, we squashed it, so that was pretty cool. So well, I'm glad good. about that too. Well, that's good. All right, so yeah, New Jack, uh, you know. Unfortunately, now the other big story in wrestling was from today, or actually started yesterday, and it, it bled over into into today that WWE started doing some more uh, cleaning. But this time down in uh, NXT, they fired two referees and a, and a handful of uh, superstars that were not being used on TV too much. One of the one of the referees they fired was head referee Drake Wirtz. A.K.A. Drake Unger from uh, from the CZW days, which something tells me 
you know, that uh, you'll be seeing Drake Unger uh, over there at CZW sometime soon because he was, you know, WWE retired. I don't think him. he, I don't think he, I was he wrestling more. He's like legitimately like, like injured where he can't wrestle anymore. Oh, I don't know because I remember WWE signed him and then just made him a referee. Yeah, because you could wrestle. That's why. Well, who knows? Anything, that, yeah, that's, that's what that's what we heard. Any, anything's possible. Right. Anything's possible. Yeah. Now. Yeah, of course. But anyway, so Drake had um, had been released from WWE due to his. Uh, it was being rumored that he was a racist, number one, and that also he was a um, a big Trump supporter, big Trump supporter, like big. Trump supporter. He was one of those. Um, I don't think he was there, but if you know, if he had the opportunity, he would have been one of those people uh, at the Capitol siege. Oh no! Uh, he, he's one of those. He's one of those people, and he would often go to uh, because this is in Tony C's neck of the woods now. Because since he is work, he's an employee of NXT. He lived in in Orlando, or he lived in that area. And he would often Boy, hanging out, Matt Gates. He would he would often go to the uh, Seminole, Seminole County uh, school board meetings, pleading for the school board to have the kids not wear masks at school anymore because the kids wearing masks is a danger and allows pedophiles to take the kids. Right, Matt you know, Gates. But uh, yeah, go ahead. Sure. So. Ooh, I'm man. sorry, and yeah, he also he also had a profile. He, he's, the kind of, he's the he's the kind of dude that that you would in like the fifties, where he's like your best friend and neighbor, but at he's like the Clanbin member. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He had a he had a he had a profile on Parlor, I think, before that website got taken down. Um, and this is a whole bunch of things, and this had been bubbling up, you know, to the point that you know people were just uncomfortable being around him uh he just refereed a match on television like i think a week ago yeah. he was just on tv about a week ago so um so yeah this is um this was i guess a big thing wwe had taken a lot of lot into consideration in releasing him the other big release to come down came down just a couple of hours ago and that was wwe released the velveteen dream Dumbest. And uh, speaking, of, speaking of kid touches, yeah, and uh, so dummy, yeah. <laughs> you know that also had been bubbling over for WWE for a while, and I guess they finally said, you know what, just get rid of him. Um, so you know how much stock they put in him, and then he got into trouble. Then he got hurt on top of that. Yeah, I, I think he's just going to go back to uh, where is he from? Maryland? And I don't know. Do some crap there. Oh, he'll be we'll AEW read his, read his, uh, oh yeah, he'll go to AEW too. By the end of the year, you'll <laughs> see the promos. Dreams coming on TBS. Yeah, <laughs> Superstation. Patrick Clark. There you go, Patrick Clark. I was looking for that for his name. He's only twenty. Yeah, Patrick Clark. He's only twenty-five years old, so you know. Oh yeah, he'll be over there. Straighten up. He. He's just straight. No, he's he was a good talent, man. Like, yeah, he had so much. They, they put so much stock in him. But he was too. And he's a good live. We watched him live a few times. He was a little. He's a little and too. He's a little too delicate, though. If you know what I mean. AEW yeah, followed by supernatural. 
matter of fact, because I'm in the, you know, I'm in my Melrose uh, marathon. Now. Um, wasn't Alyssa Milano on Melrose Place and Charm at the same time? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think that uh, was my sister Nat. She, she, my sister Nat, the charm expert of the family. But, but, well versatile shows. By the I'm way, trying to find in, in these I'm audio, trying to find models Inc. But I can't find it. No goddamn well. In these audio messages that we've been exchanging this week, Tony C. Out of nowhere, just starts blaring the Melrose Place theme song in one of his messages. Absolutely. So, uh, absolutely, I believe it was it's during Raw. Really Mon- I think it was during Raw on Monday night that he did that. Yep. That's hysterical. I'd rather watch the goddamn Amanda Woodward than goddamn what they got them pulling that. Now, Jack so, Wagner. I know. Now, speaking of Raw Rob on Monday Bates. night, speaking of Raw on Monday night, Kofi Kingston facing Bobby Lashley in a non title match. Um, The swerve, in, the swerve of the non title match was done very well. But, um,. The thing that killed it, the kill, the kill that, the thing that killed it for me, the interference from Drew McIntyre at the end. Well, you know what they can't do. It's and I don't have an issue with Drew McIntyre, but the issue, the issue I have here is that now it just, it just tells me that the feud between Lashley and McIntyre is going to continue. Then why we don't know exactly. So you know what I'm talking about? Lazy booking. I hope. Now, I how, hope. How does Drew? How does what? How does Drew what? How does Drew get another title shot and Kofi just beat him? I don't know. I don't know. I so hope. Shouldn't Kofi get the shot? I don't know, but I hope at Hell in a Cell it's Roman and Cesaro in the cell, and Bobby against Kofi in a regular one-on-one match. That's what I hope for Hell in a Cell. Well, why does Roman face? That dude in the cell. Seth Rollins just beat his ass. I, because of uh, some chicanery will, will happen. Something will happen. Okay, let me ask Phil. Let me let me ask Phil and you and Phil this. Okay, we're what almost two months away from SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. If I'm not correct, yeah, Vegas yeah. too. I'm hearing, huh? Yeah, they're talking Vegas. about in Vegas. Oh, wait a minute! I'm not mad at that at all. Who's who's Roman facing? Who's Bobby facing? Oh, um, Roman. If you had to bet, Roman's going to get McIntyre again. I think. Really? I'm sorry, um, McIntyre's going to get uh, Bobby Lashley again. I'm sorry. At SummerSlam. At SummerSlam, yeah. And that's when he's finally going to beat him, right? Probably. Which makes no sense. But go ahead. I don't. I don't know who Roman's getting. I think Seth Rollins, maybe. They're going to do that at some point. They might. Huh? They might swerve it. Yeah, they might swerve it. Well, you can't have all these heels and just beat up on Daniel Bryan and Cesaro for the rest of the year. You know what I'm saying? And Kevin Owens. Don't forget about him. Kevin Owens? He got beat up on at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Now, I, I want to I bring something up here that apparently uh, during Impact, okay, uh, they ran a uh, a commercial for Slammiversary on July 17th. In the commercial, okay, were graphics. The dirty pop? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I wish. 
that the graphics, one gra- I mean, the graphics that flashed across the screen were a fraction of a second. One graphic simply said the word yes with an exclamation point. The next graphic showed forgotten. The next one showed the Bullet Club logo. And the last one showed two eyes. And people are speculating that Impact is either teasing or um, just jerking the audience around by teasing the possible Impact Wrestling debuts or defections of Daniel Bryan, the Forgotten Sons, the Iconics, and the Bullet Club. Well, the Bullet Club's already there. Cause well, El Fantasmal well, at the last event. Whoever else, you know, is missing. Right, so the Bullet Club's already there. New Japan are the New Japan are the World Tag Team Champion. Yeah. So Finley and uh, David... If Danny Bryan goes to Impact, I'm going to be like, what Impact, the hell? He'll be the world champion within a month. He ain't going to Impact. No, he won't go to Impact. I don't think so. Now, no way. Now, you, you mentioned uh, a wrestler that has a very similar sounding name. I got to tell, I saw this video because it was posted on Twitter yesterday. JBL hosts a podcast, a, a video podcast. I, which I did not know. On this pod, on this specific episode that I watched this two-minute clip of, he had as his guest Finley, Gerald Briscoe, and Hornswoggle. Finley begins to tell. This is JBL. He has this podcast. It was a video okay. podcast. So Finley begins to tell this story of he found out grapevine that Hornswoggle is deathly afraid of chickens <laughs> as I th- as I think about this it's pretty funny now again I'm starting to start laughing so he's deathly afraid of chickens and this is goes to show you why you know if you if they do do house shows again you should go because sometimes they do shit at these house shows that you know are just too funny they were doing a house show in Mexico and Hornswoggle was under the ring, waiting for his cue. And Finley had uh, 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 one of the guys from backstage come out with a box. Apparently, they knew that this was going to happen because they they video recorded this. So there's footage of this. The guy comes out with the box and goes up to ringside, and he opens the box and quickly jerks the ring skirt up. And what does he pull out of the box? A live chicken. And he throws it under the ring. And then the camera pans under the ring. And all you see under the ring is Hornswoggle running away from this damn chicken that's running around under the ring after him. Ah! Ah! Get away from me! Ah! No way! What the hell? Son of a bitch! It, 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 is, it is very funny. But, um, but yeah. Poor, poor bastard. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm going to tap out. You're about to tap out, you lightweight. You know my situation, right? I know you got to get up at five in the morning to go piss. I, I know. You got to take a leak at five in the morning. I get it. I get it. You're old. 
Therefore, you got to hit me up on the being in neighborhood second weekend of July. So you got to steal me some more pretzels. Oh, hit me up. I'll give you all the details. I'll give you some details. Awesome. I want to see you though. So let's make it happen. All right. We'll try. All right. There it is. So it'll be the uh, Pretzelgate 2021. Absolutely. Uh, See my buddy. Ah, your pretzels. They're coming. We're coming, baby. All right, all the pretzels. Uh, See, now I want a real, I want a pretzel now. (laughs) When do you come back up north, buddy? I I, I will take any pretzel at this point, Uh, you know. I'll go to Auntie N's over the weekend and get me a pretzel. Um, too greasy, right. but they're all right. They're all right. Listen, I I got hooked on Auntie N's when I used to work in the mall. This is this is going back a hundred years ago, and I had the hook up at the Auntie N's store. I used to sell ice cream, and the Auntie N's store was like two three stores up. And I knew the girls at the store, so whenever I closed, I would always say, "Listen." Whatever you got left over, don't throw it away. Put it to the side for me. And every day, and every night at nine oh five or nine ten, whichever, whatever time I got out, I would go saunter up to the Auntie Ed's counter. I say, "Okay, you got the stuff," and they would pass me a paper bag full of all the pretzels that they didn't sell. And and the shit would the bag would be full because the the you know the case had to be full of pretzels ready to go. So I would have five salted, five cinnamon. Uh, in those times, they sold jalapeno pretzels, which I never ate. Uh, they had like two or three other flavors. But uh, but I would go home with my bag of pretzels. This is how I gained so much goddamn weight. I used to be 165 pounds when I graduated high school. And, uh, and, 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 uh, I, I would come home on a, you know, on a random night and, and have me a bag of pretzels. You know, if, when I worked at Dollar Tree, that's when things got really bad. And I, and I started doing the, uh, the three double cheeseburgers every night from, uh, from McDonald's at two o'clock in the morning. But, uh, I know. So 9.05? No, no, 9 o'clock. No, 9 o'clock. And it would take me five minutes to close up the register and do everything, lock up, and I would be over there and I'd be like, okay, give me my bag. And then I got grab my bag and I'd get the hell out of there. I had the hookup also with. I had a hookup also. Exactly, exactly. I also had the hookup for a little while. Uh, in front of us, there was also a store that sold Jamaican beef patties. So, oh, I love Jamaican beef patties. So I would also get the Jamaican beef patty hookup once in a while. With the cocoa bread. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a big fan of that. Oh, I, Just the beef patties for me. I, and and, and, and the, damn girl she would just throw them all in, the, in one bag and just hand it to me so i would have i would be digging around and like okay let me see make sure i don't get one that's like super hot or super spicy because some of the sometimes they had the dot sometimes they didn't have the dot and um oh man yeah those are those are some good times he already tapped out huh oh no he's there because you, we were talking about we were talking about food all right yeah, yeah. You, you had to hear you but, had to hear the food story. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, fellas. All right, surfer. Enjoy your evening. Go get some rest, and uh, remember that when you go, you know, in your stupor at five o'clock in the morning to take a leak, make sure you you aim directly. Don't aim to the left or to the right. 
Otherwise, you got a mess to clean up in the morning. As when Jim teaches you, he should be twice, more than twice your playing with Exactly. Absolutely. That's what it is, sir. <laughs> you know, ever since I heard that, ever since I heard that, any, this is why I hate the urinal. Because if I ever go up to the urinal and I gotta, you know, and, and, and it's a busy bathroom and you gotta shake more than twice, it's like, these people think I'm doing something here that's uh, indecent. <laughs> oh my God. And if you go to, let me tell oh, you something. I, I, I'm gonna, I've said this before on the air, but driving up to Orlando, you know, I, this is, this is one of the reasons why I won't, I hate stopping to take a leak at a rest area. I don't mind stopping, but if I have to take a leak, I have a problem. The The men's restroom at these rest areas is... It's like driving on the turnpike, okay? It is loaded with traffic, and these guys got no shame because I guess they've been driving for six or seven hours and they can't hold it anymore. They're whipping it out all the way by the KFC stand before they even make it into the bathroom. I can't stand that. I can't stand. People got no no discretion, no decorum, no no class. But the, here I am. I'm worried myself because I shuck it a third time, and I think somebody's going to think I'm a pervert doing something dirty in a crowded bathroom. <laughs> so so yeah, server. No more than twice, okay? Absolutely. Don't leave no spots on the toilet seat either. Very, very inconsiderate. No, there should be no spots on the toilet, period. If you drip, have some decency and clean it up. If you uh, lift the toilet seat, you don't have a mess. That's not necessarily true. You could have a, you could have a stray drop. Everything goes into the bowl. Uh, I don't, I don't necessarily believe that, uh, surfer. I'm not a. You know, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes that first, that first draining session in the morning is a powerful one. And there could be some splashback. Oh, my God. Y'all doing this? It's it's almost midnight. All right, Surfer. He's out. All right, there goes the silver one. He hung up quick because maybe he really does got to take a leak. I don't know. Um, let me see. Is there another wrestling news that I missed? I think I covered everything. Um, but yeah. So Phil, the show's in the can. Yes, you should check your email. I will check my email as there. soon as I um, get off the air. Yeah. yeah, Jay and I are stepping out tomorrow. Hopefully, we'll have a choppy announcement after this weekend. Well, that's good. Okay. Um, hope hopefully. Um, but other than that, yeah, man, everything's status quo. Terrible throwbacks, episode four oh I think it's four oh six. I just get just gave it like an hour ago. All right. And I've been I've been drinking too, so Oh wow. All right. So yeah, I had a couple cocktails. I got a couple to broke out the Rick Flag last screwdrivers. Oh wow. Okay. So uh yeah, it's been a long week. It's been a long week, fellas. I know it has been. Um but yeah, yeah, new episode tomorrow and um that's pretty much it, man. Yeah, we're having a good time and uh Got some good stuff lined up. We're working on some new material, and Jay's been killing it. He's been awesome. Shout out to Jay, mm-hmm. and uh, we're just you know just doing our thing, man. Trying to get uh, trying to keep busy, you know. Okay, so, so there. So the yeah, so there you hear there you heard it. So tomorrow night, uh, Turnbuckle Throwbacks will be uh, 
in the can, but you'll get a new episode tomorrow. That'll air at 9 o'clock because it's, that's how the, the feed is programmed to run the shows. In case, if, for those of you that don't know, Phil has been on coming on at around 6.45, 7 every week for the last couple of months due to uh, some scheduling issues. And um, so he comes on and usually he's off the air you know, 9, 9.15, 9.30, something like that. And usually what happens is the feed should be replaying the week previous, last week's episode. So what we're going to do instead, we'll just swap out last week's episode and put in uh, tomorrow's episode. So it'll air at exactly 9 o'clock tomorrow night um, right here on Ranham Radio. Then on Saturday, I don't think there's anything... Uh, Monday, the Midnight Jury, they'll be live at 7. This program returns to Tuesday night, next Tuesday, at um, at 9 p.m. And of course, I'm excited because, you know, Tuesday, and then I work Wednesday, and then I'm off for five days, going on a little mini vacation. God damn it, I need it. Um, for the holiday? For the holiday weekend. What you got cooking? We, uh, we rented a house in Cape Coral. Cape Coral. Okay, Cape Coral. Uh, out, there, out there in Lee County. So, uh, Lee County. we rented a, a, a really nice four bed. I-75 South. Exactly. So, I, I mean, I hope this place better be good because this house, you know, for the for the for five days that we're there is going to cost us about $1,700. So, Woo! so yeah. If we're, you, take it, you, taking that, you taking that dog with you? Yes. Yes, she's got to come with us. So, so when do you do back home? I will be back home on Monday. I'll be back home Monday, but I leave. I leave Thursday morning. I'm only going to be gone for five days. So, um, so you'll be back home on Memorial Day. I'll be I'll be back home on Memorial Day. Yeah, so I could watch that terrible uh, Monday Night Raw. Um, God. So AEW AEW That's right. There's an AEW pay per view that Sunday. So, um, so yeah, we'll, but we'll talk about all that on, on Tuesday. Um, what else? Uh, oh, and then the Mark Order podcast, uh, 1015 live here on Rantingham Radio following AEW Dynamite. And, uh, in case you don't know, okay, if you haven't been listening, uh, all the shows on this network, with the exception of this one, also video cast on Facebook. So follow their respective pages. Turnbuckle Throwbacks, Shining Wizards, the Mark Order Podcast, they all uh, videocast their shows uh, live because, you know, they're all handsome people and, you know, we, we're, we're, not, we're not prepared to put our ugly mugs yet uh, live for human consumption on Facebook. You're too kind, boss. So, so... Uh, um, though, though the, 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 the difference between Turnbuckle Throwbacks and the other two shows is that Phil does the thing in his apartment with Jay in the same room. Everybody else is doing it through Zoom because, you know, I guess they don't want to be around each other. I don't know. No, um, no one wants to be around Paul. I know. I know. Yeah, <laughs> that guy. Um, so, yeah, and then uh, I, I, we were, I guess we were supposed to get a midnight jury last Saturday. It didn't happen, but uh, but I'm assuming we'll, we'll have a live episode from them uh, soon enough. And I think that is that. Any final thoughts from you guys? No. Um, no. You hit it. We're good. We're 
good. All yeah, right. thanks for having me, boys. I appreciate it. No problem. No, no problem. problem. I, I know thanks it's your pulling I, up, Phil. I know it's your Friday no Eve, so it's my yeah, it's my Friday, so you know. Yeah, so you're 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 gonna have a nice. Uh, yeah. I'm glad you guys are on tonight. I was so excited. Yeah, I mean it's a. I, you know what? I, it's it's. These Thursday episodes are good every so often. We've done it our we've done it I think three times this year so far, and um, they're fun. You know, Tuesdays are home, but uh, once in a while these Thursday night episodes are, are pretty good. So, yeah, my man, man. life happens. Yeah, life, life, happens. life happens. Yeah, man. I'm unless it's to be grown up. I know. Yeah, unfortunately, Absolutely. unfortunately, you know, I, I wish going to Home Depot was more exciting than uh, than doing this show, but I had to go to Home Depot. So, so. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, uh, that's that. So, for Surfer, who's out there draining the lizard, and uh, for Tony C, and for the Impact player, Mr. Philip J. Ray, he says it's G. I don't believe him. I'm Double A. <laughs> we'll see you next Tuesday for another edition of the Rain. I don't even have any music queued up. Um, let me see. What can I play? 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 Um, what the hell? Because New Jack uh, uh, passed away. We'll just play the ECW theme song, I guess. Um, uh, yeah, sure. What the hell? We'll do that one. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Yeah.